three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of Four Takes and Fuel, guys. My name's Alex. Ethan. Chance. I'm Colton. And we have a great interview from Kenny coming today. Uh, he is the race organizer for the Maximilian Series, as well as some uh, more karting talk. But before we get into it, here's a word from one of our sponsors. Are you looking for a high-quality, more affordable clothing brand for you and your race team? Look no further than Sublimited. That's S-U-B-L-M-T-D. As they offer crew shirts, hoodies, racing jackets, leather and fabric, full body racing suits, and much more. Fully customizable kart suits start at $4.99, as well as fully customizable SFI 5 racing suits start at only $9.99. For more information, contact Laura Pender at 601-934-4073, where you can find them online at sublimitedapparel.com or on Facebook. When you reach out, be sure to let them know that we at Four Takes and Fuel sent you. All right, so uh, we're back again, another week. Uh, I'm back. Before and, and Ethan's oh. back, uh, but before we do get in the episode, next week is Fourth of July. We will be taking a break. Um, we will not be recording. Um, I like adult beverages too much. Yeah, I love you guys, but no. And we and will also be taking off from the league. I racing because uh, that falls on the fourth. You know, with you know it being a. Uh, Holiday weekend, you know, people are traveling, so lining up guests and stuff would be tough. But um, we are taking a break from the podcast next week, and we're taking a break from our league race. Um, but we will be back on July 10th with another guest that we have lined up already, and we are really excited for that. So, and sorry we uh, missed the last high racing league race for all those who were uh, trying to get there. Yeah, um, Tennessee fans wanted to watch Tennessee lose to LSU, so. Yes, but now um, our own Ethan, Ethan Antoon is watching his Gators crumble. Yeah, yeah Tigers. You, you well, know, listen, listen. You, you know, know that I, win. That win yesterday means I was that, the, nothing. Nothing. Now, huh? nothing, nothing, nothing now, yeah. No, no. Yeah. It, uh-huh. I, I don't even think I need to get a participation trophy if I'm being no. honest. But mm-hmm. let's no. let's be honest here. Um, I missed the boys last week. It was uh, you know, originally we we were we record on Mondays and then. Um, it's now thirteen to three. Alex and Colton were out playing. Uh, I don't. I don't know. You know, swamp people. I guess up in Toledo Bend. And uh, what did so we, you just say? So now, so now I got pushed back, and then it got pushed back until Wednesday. And hey, everybody can make it. And then I'm stuck on an airplane coming home. As did y'all you just are say swamp people, swamp, swamp people, swamp oh, people. Oh. What the hell? That's what Colton. I'm wondering. Colton, Colton, get you some better earphones, buddy. Them, them little, them little junky loud earbuds ain't working anymore. No, they're uh, beats. They're beats. Uh, they're not well, the JBLs they, they, anymore. They, they need to be beat to shit because they ain't worth the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yep, fellas, I'm back. Uh, it was a very, very long and very quick trip to Denver. I think, uh, I think I was up for. 26 hours and then between the two days i think i had gotten maybe six and a half hours of sleep with four hours of flights and everything so yeah that was fun but um what we do want to get into today we previously have discussed this amongst the four of us but 
you know, this is something we hold near and dear to our heart as we've been around the sport for a very long time. And that's the original forum, Bob's four cycle. And, you know, back in the late 2000s, early 2010s to mid 2010s, Bob's four cycle was the place to be for any racing talk for, you know, it was very centralized around karting. But at the same time, there were other subsidiaries that went over pretty much any and all American racing series, whether it was NASCAR, General Chat, or NHRA, or Micros, any, you know, any type of American series. And, you know, the evolution of social media has since killed that because instead of, you going to a centralized website and you having to navigate each forum and each uh, each post by date, you know, there was no way to follow anything. You had to either copy and paste the URL like you had to do, you know, to be able to save it as a bookmark almost, or, you know, you had to filter by date and have to, you know, gauge what date the, the original post was on. But now on Facebook and other social media platforms, you know, there's no more of that because, you know, every track, every person, every organizer has their own page for their representative tracks. And I personally feel like, and I mean, I'm, you know, we've talked about this when the floor is going to open, but it feels like social media has stunted the growth of many great kart racers because instead of learning about all the different tracks and events and other racers out there in other states regions parts of the country you you go on facebook and you you know this one page you know this these two tracks and you're racing against the same people either every weekend or every friday every other Friday and Saturday for 10 months out of the year. And, you know, you just sit there and it, instead of it being a, you know, a highly competitive thing, it's more of a, it's more of a hobby by the end of it, because you're, you know, you're out there doing it with friends and there's no real end goal with a great reward at the end. So, yeah. My my thing is, uh, you know, when Bob's Four Cycle was really hot, um, everybody was using it. There was forums, there was engine talks, there was, you know, people talked about, you know, what gears they were using on racetracks. You know, there was, you know, what they were doing with tires on racetracks, you know, what they were doing with the chassis. There was a really big community, and I really feel like Facebook has kind of ripped us away from that. And well, I feel... And, and Bob's is still there, but it's it's nothing, I feel like people forgot about it man yeah and i feel like you know if we got back to that point of using bobs that we could really you know start building the community back up and, and bobs is still there you know i get on it i try and get on it once or twice a week just to check it out um you know just because i loved using it for the longest time uh but with, with the less of people using it it's uh definitely been a uh downfall to i i, I noticed that it was a downfall to the community of karting 
Yeah, I just, I, I don't know, man. I, I haven't really messed with Bob's too much. Like, the only time I do is when y'all mention it. I'm like, oh, man, that's still a thing. I forget. And I go look on it, and it's like, no post on there. I mean, there is. Don't get me wrong. But I remember you refresh your page back in the day, and there'd be like three new comments on a subject. You know? Mm -hmm. Per day, I mean, hell, I remember the days where it was, you know, if you if you'd get a real big post on a, I remember it was Monday and Tuesday mornings were the the big days for posts, whether it was races or updates or anything like that. But you know, you'd get three comments in ten fifteen minutes. Yeah. In the middle of the day on a Monday. So basically what we're trying to get at is is do we think Bob's needs a revamp? I do. To like or, a, a like an app, be an app on your phone so it's easy to access. And and I just think with like Ethan said, with Facebook, everything's all over the place. Nothing's centralized. There's just pages. You know, I, I don't think Facebook is really made for stuff like that. Like it, it does its job. It gets the word gets, gets out there. Though, yeah, the word gets out there. It's just no centralized place for everyone to just go to, and everything you can imagine about our sport is there. It's all spelled out for you on Bob's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, literally, you know, I almost feel like, you know, there's you know, one app that, you know, you kind of look at now as, you know, the modern day Bob's four cycle is Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, make a, make a modernized version of Bob's four cycle, turn it into an app. And next thing you know, you've got a racing version, you know, a American racing series, whether, you know, everything. Absolutely. And it's all Keep centralized. Still keep one, it a forum. Still keep it a forum. You know exactly. Like I I love the forum. Forum based. Yeah. Uh, yes. It, it's clean. It's easy to use. It's very self-explanatory. Yeah, because... I just think I think I think it needs to to. Bob's is great. Bob, we we all love Bob's. Um, but you know, to get to the generation who doesn't, you know, everything's on the phone. You know, yeah. no one's going to go get on a Safari, you know, the Safari app or Google and go search Bob's, um, you know, so if we could bring an app to them, uh, I think that would really help. And it, it would really grow the community and it would help with the knowledge of, of people getting into, you can direct them to Bob's, uh, you know, I still think it's a great thing to direct them to Bob's, uh, but you can post live streams and watch it from the app. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I think, I think Bob's is a great thing. It just needs some, some tuning. You know, yeah, I mean, it needs kinda... some, it needs assistance. It needs a, it needs a facelift. It needs a, and that that's gonna take money. You know, yeah, one hundred percent. It's that's gonna be money, and I don't well, know. Like, you know, I'll I'll give you a prime example, okay? And Alex, I know you don't like me name dropping, okay? But I'm just gonna do it, okay? Plain and simple, Mojave Carding Complex up in Sterlington, Louisiana. They got this huge Reaper race this weekend, okay? The only way you're going to know about it is if you know exactly where Mojave is at and you know how to find them on Facebook. There's nothing or else. Or you're friends with someone exactly. that is sharing Maybe the post. share the post. Okay. Yeah. And then it's a great example. And, and Chance, even better example in your case, TC Speedway or whatever they're called. Okay. Mm -hmm. Up in Turkey Creek, the former Lil Dega. Okay. 
They got a thousand to win this weekend. Little Dega shut how down. Many, how many people know about that? Exactly. Little Little Dega shut down two years ago. Okay, and that was the last bit that anybody truly knew because the Facebook page was gone. Everything was gone, and now all of a sudden it gets a facelift and it's got a new owner and it's got a new name. But the only people that are going to know about it are the people that are centralized, or like you said, if you're friends with somebody that's got the in. And with Bob's, you can go ahead and put that in the southeast category. Exactly, and because everyone, everyone can, knows. Everyone knows. Because yeah. I'll give you a, a, a great example. 20, thir- 2014, it was or no, it was thirteen. Um, Collins or Gulfport was putting a big race on. And they had people come in from Missouri because Lasowski had rained out and went to Bob's four cycle and found out that it was either Gulfport or Collins, some track um, that was run or associated with Ronald Parker was putting on a race and they found it through Bob's four cycle. They drove, I don't know what it was, like 16 hours or something from Missouri to come down to it was either Collins or Gulfport to come come and race. And it was only like a five hundred dollar to win race. And we're not saying we can fix this. We're just talking about we're spotlighting what we think. I mean, if there's anybody out in the karting world that would love to help, you know, get in contact with Bob's and them. I, I, it's but set it, up a GoFundMe, man. Yeah, I mean, it oh. really, really, really would help if you know <clears throat> we. And like we said, we think Bob's is a great place for the the karting community to be. It's like, you know, it's like we said, self-explanatory. Um, and I think it would really help out. You know, Ethan has great brought up, brought up some great points about how, you know, how you can find out about races or how you won't find out about races. But if it's in Bob's, you can see it. I agree. It's just... Man, I just don't like social media. So if if the only reason I'm still on Facebook or came back to Facebook is racing. If if Bob's took off again and they had an app and that's where everything was posted, I would delete my Facebook in a heartbeat. Yeah, social social media has definitely been the downfall of a lot of things. I I I totally agree. But um, you know, great talk. Uh, you know, we're trying to bring more karting talk, bringing more light to the sport. Um, but we'll let Chance go ahead and uh, send us off. Without further ado, this is Kenny Gilliam. And not much trying to get ready for this championship race yeah i got a lot going on with that i see yes <laughs> yes it is a lot right now yeah it's a uh, it's it's jackets tires gloves shoes everything's getting going away to the winners it's 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 a really big one y'all used to do two night races but uh it, it kind of went away for a little while but now it's coming back for the championship yeah the very first one we ever did uh was a two-day show and then it was a lot, so uh, just trying to keep the track together and everything. So we we changed over to the one day format, and 
multiple tracks ever since then. Yeah, especially with the in the summertime, especially the temperature right now, man. It's like our our highs are 102 without the heat index, so I'm, it's tough to keep a track together. It is brutal. It is brutal. Most definitely. So uh, we'll we'll kind of go back to the start of it, man. So so where does uh, you know, which which your brother Patrick and stuff, but where does racing start for you? Well, you know, and he kind of covered it a little bit on his, but it, it it was like 98, 99. Our dad did a, you know, a backyard track. We started racing up there. I just on some junk stuff, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, and then I don't know, around 02, 03, we started venturing out and we went to a little track called Flint River. It was probably like 400 feet. It was one of those tracks where like you're going to fight in a go-kart track, a go-kart race and break out, you know, <laughs> yeah. so, that was right up my alley at the time. You know, Patrick's really been the racer. I, I, I just kind of, I enjoyed it and loved to go with him, but I, I, I loved the, the planning and all that stuff of it. And I was not very good, you know, so, but my tire guy was racing against him in the same class. So I don't know. It could have been some fishy stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. You, you're more of like the logistics side of racing. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh and then we went to Tony, had a little Tony Speedway and around O two, O three, and uh we hooked up with Bama Racing uh there in Hartsville, Alabama. And that's where Povo was racing at, Willie Brinkley, and mm-hmm. uh then ended up hooking up with Byron Parrish at Speed Shop. And you know, I was ready to start getting real and racing, so I bought a Shadow XL. Uh, brand new i thought i was set up and of course it may have been the worst chassis ever built so uh, <laughs> uh so that i did that for about a year and i got out of it and you know started doing other things in life and and then flip and patrick were racing together and i, you know, I was like i want to go race again he's like you gotta lose some weight <laughs> so i lost some weight and I think it was like t- 2010, 2011. They let me run the Friday night show at the Pro Kart Tour on Flips Go Kart. And I won super heavy. So uh, it was like, and that's the last time I've ever raced. So, really? oh, yeah. So that, that kind of, I was like, just go out on top, you know? Yeah. <laughs> which, which is, which is a really big thing to say because, you know, the Pro Kart, Pro Kart Tour at one point was the, you know, biggest series, one of the biggest series in the country, you know, so yes. it wasn't like there was no slouches or anything in that. Yes. Class. Yeah. So it, it was fun. And that was, I think that I've been told that was the last time that chat, that chassis ever raced. Like I stretched it out. I flexed it. It was done. <laughs> so I, I don't That's think true. Flip ever ran it again after that. So was uh, but, that was, was that Triton's? No, it was no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't trying. 2010 wasn't trying yet. Yeah, it it was a. Uh, I, they called it a porn star. I think it was like some Infinity Triple X or something. They called it a porn star. So, uh, and I ruined it. So that's that's the story on that. <laughs> Me being a bigger guy, I understand that. I know. Yeah, you know, us bigger guys are really hard on chassis. Oh yeah, yeah. Flexing them out, and they're yeah. they're done. Yeah. So you said, uh, you know, you were interested in some other stuff. And I know that um, you're, you're, you're football coach, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so you're, you're really big on, on that side of those sports. Um, just kind of tell us, you know, how you got started and, and uh, what, what that's been like. Uh, it started out really good. You know, I uh, started out in 03 coaching and 06, I got on a team and uh, was coaching for Athens High School and, 
we win a state championship and it's like my third year coach. I'm like, this is the easiest thing ever. Uh, <laughs> and I have been chasing one ever since. So in the last 15 years, never won another one, but, uh, no, I, and, and it's, it's a lot of the same in coaching as it is putting on races, you know, it's dealing with people and making the relationships and, and solving problems. Uh, so it, it, it kind of just correlated right over into, start putting on races mm -hmm. and and i can say this from myself you know i was i was blessed to be a part of two two state championship teams and, and you definitely you know and we won but we, you, you you definitely appreciate them because uh it's something really special and it's really hard to do so just having one says a lot yeah it's unbelievable it, it was one of the best years of my life and that was one of those you know, years, it's kind of when I took a break from racing is I, I really got into that. And everybody always asked, why don't y'all race, you know, after July? You know, because we go February and April and uh, May and July. And they're like, you don't do any races after July. And you know, I go to football and Morgan runs his own business and uh, he's busy this time of year when the weather's good. And so getting him to take a week off in July is you know a really big deal too i'm out of school but you know mm -hmm. it's it's tough on him so it just kind of works we get it done and then we have to go you know to the real world and get after it yeah most definitely because and then you got summer workouts coming and then you got you know i mean even even kind of in like april it's a little tough with spring and stuff so i know it, it is it is throwing a schedule together can be definitely tough so um you know the the you know the big thing is uh you know the maximilian series that you promote uh when did this when did this come to fruition you know what was the talks about it how how did it start all that good stuff well it it all ties to coaching and going and where i'm teaching at so if i was at a go-kart race i would go help i my big thing is to go help uh, Patrick at Batesville or his Thanksgiving race. Football's over, and I get every year I get to go get to help him somewhere. That was kind of my tie back to racing every year. So mm -hmm. I have three kids and a family, and the wife would let me get away. Well, in 17, I got a job offer. I was in Birmingham at the time. I got a job offer to go to Huntsville mm -hmm. uh, at a really big school. Is and, that the Alabama high school uh, college over there? Uh, no, it's uh, – it was a Spartman high school. It's a seven, okay. eight school there in Huntsville. Gotcha. And so I went up there, took the job up there. And Patrick was like, won't you, you know, start coming over to Beaver Creek, you know, on local nights and Morgan. I, and I, I, we had raced against Morgan, but I didn't really know Morgan uh, mm -hmm. growing up. And he's like, he needs an announcer. So I was like, that's, up, you know, that's all me, you know. So I went over and talked to him and got to start doing announcing and, we put on some races and, or, he, you know, I, I helped him. I worked for him. And so we, as it progressed, we just became really good friends and COVID hits. And I go to actually working for him. He owns a house moving business. Uh, so I go to helping him move mobile homes and houses. And, and then I took a job in mobile. Mm -hmm. So when I got down here, I still, you know, had the racing itch. And ever since I've started racing, I have a little book that I've drawn. I've designed probably 10 racetracks in my little book. You know, I got the bankings drawn out, the <laughs> track, you know, it's just what 
races designed, you know, from like O2 where I've put together a race. I was looking at it earlier before, before we started, you know, some of the sponsors, they're not even businesses anymore, you know, like SBR, which mm -hmm. Brent's still here, but you know, I had him done as a sponsor and it's just speed shop. They're not in business anymore. And so it's something I've always wanted to do. And so when I moved to Mobile, me and Morgan, you know, we talk every day and I, we were just talking. I said, I'd like to put on a race. He's like, well, put something together, put some numbers down and, you know, we'll, we'll work something out. So I start running numbers and, you know, you hear all these crazy numbers, you know, like, and, and I know they're not true. You know, Thanksgiving thunder, you know, the guy made 200,000. Yeah. And Boomer makes a quarter million dollars every big O, you know, just crazy <laughs> yeah. stuff, you know? Yeah. So I start running numbers and realize all of those are live, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, but I wanted a better way to do it. And so I called him and I said, Hey, what about paying this third of the field? And he's like, well, that worked. But let me send you this spreadsheet I've done. And so he looks at it. He's like, man, that's pretty cool. I said, I think it'll work. You know, we have to get sponsors. We have to do this from parking. He's like, put it together. And so I put it together and, and sent it to him. And he's like, let's do it, man. And so I started promoting it and he started getting the track together. And, and then that's the beginning of the maximum. And just, you know, the, the third of the field payout is really nobody ever believes it, but that's really the basis of the Maximilian. And, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later with a name. I don't want to give it away, but yeah. Uh, so we, we well, just start running a business model down. It was a business to us. And we, you know, Morgan's run a business forever and it's a very productive business. So like, what are some things we need? You know, when we combine that with my coaching, as far as, you know, I'm a big goal setter. We're going to have goals. We're going to reach this. And, and we Game put all planning. that down on paper. Yes, right. <laughs> That's exactly right. And so not only the game planning, but, you know, the film watching. I watch more of other people's races than I get to see the maximum. And I get to see people say, who won this? I have no clue. You know, I, <laughs> so much going on, you know. And uh, just watching what, like, Jamie Wheeler does with the Midwest Race of Champions and uh, Reed at Bates Floyd. So in coaching, I don't know if y'all know this, but we're a bunch of thieves. We steal <laughs> what every oh, yeah. other team is doing. So I can't tell you how many film sessions I sat in. They were like, hey, look, this this is what they're doing and we're going to capitalize on it and we're going to make it better. <laughs> that is exactly right. And so yeah. I just like, let, let's take what's good that everybody does and let's put it together. Let's see if it'll work. And so when you take Midwest Race of Champions low entry fees and uh, the the way Scott and them do the qualifying and run people through and, you know, run that many carts through and, and get done at a, a really good time. And, mm -hmm. and so, and then you put that with that third of the field payout, you know, and I tell people in the driver's meeting, you know, I ran, you know, I had a goal when I went to race, I went to Batesville so many times and my goal was just to make the race you know i don't know if they still do it but at baseball if you didn't make the race you just loaded up and went home yeah yeah that's so, exactly how it is <laughs> and, and back in the day you know it'd be a hundred and super heavy you know and you're mm -hmm. like let's, let's just hope it, it goes well and and i finally made the you know the race one time and so i broke a rib but uh yeah, yeah. yeah that'll happen in those big jobs man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so that that's the beginning of the maximum you know and and 
a lot of people, just because I'm the one that does the promoting, you know, like Morgan, he doesn't have Facebook. He, he's not big. So he does have a TikTok. So you can find, he runs the Beaver Creek TikTok. He puts that stuff on. But yeah, he, me and him, there's a lot of people that have said, like, you, you can't do this with a partner and all this. It, I couldn't do it with that. You know, me and him work so seamlessly together. And it's because we're so different, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it, it just works. And, it's with his wife, Nicole, and my wife, Tanya. And we, it's something that goes together so smooth with all the people that we have around us. You know, Morgan had a track crew that knew how to run a race. You know, they run them every week. And, and we've pulled most of them with us. And, and it just, man, it just rolled from there, you know? Yeah. Hey, one second. Is, are you on headphones? I am. Okay, I think the mic is rubbing up against your shirt. It's kind of giving okay. us a little. Okay, I hold it up. I okay. hold it up. There we go. Um, I just want to make sure the audio is super clear. Yes. Um, okay, cool. So, Chance, you want to get us? Yeah. So you mentioned uh the name Maximilian. It's very catchy, very catchy. So how did you did you come up with that on your own, or what was the thought process of that? All right. Again, long story to get to to the 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 answer but i'm i just i'm a name guy i like throwing names and uh before i get there i'll give you a story of a name so i'm announcing at beaver creek and morgan has a july 4th race every year that's coming up this weekend and there was no name it was just the july 4th race and mm-hmm. so i i think i probably got to drink him a little bit and and that's the, the best sco- story tower <laughs> and and I just start saying it's the July 4th extravaganza mm-hmm. and extravaganza, extravagant. And I say it all night, you know, and everybody just catches on and just starts saying the word extravaganza. And so I made a flyer for it on, you know, on some kind of post and I go, uh, it is the July 4th extravaganza. So mm-hmm. when I got into this, it is uh, uh maximilian and mm-hmm. I, I knew we wanted to be max's tires every, every big race you know that i've been associated with over time has been really you know max's tires mm-hmm. more morgan's track was a burst track at the time but i knew we wanted to be max's and so uh patrick had given me todd owens's number so i called todd and tell him you know what our plan is if they would you know be willing to help or anything you know they don't know me from anybody i'm not even in the car you know i'm just announcer at a track and i'm not even doing that anymore i just live in mobile and they didn't flinch so it was like you know you got a plan we'll help you just let us know what you need and so i knew the max was sticking and then my other idea which we have not done yet but i'll explain that why was I wanted a race based off of gold and I just thought it would be really cool to have uh, a race where if you want a 2000 to win, you won $2,000 worth of gold at market value on that day. Mm-hmm. Because if a eight year old wins that, you know, wins the 500 or the thousand to win the junior pro and they put that away 10 years from now, that may be worth 2000. Yeah. So I, I said, what if somebody won gold and 20 years from now it was worth a million dollars? And so Maximilian, there it was. And it yeah. just, 
it just happened, you know? And so we did, we researched how we could buy real gold, you know, gold ignites, I think they're called. And man, you want to talk about nervous trying to talk with somebody overseas about shipping you $10,000. gold. <laughs> we were like, all right, nah, we're not doing that right now. We'll, we'll save that for maybe later one day. Funny. That's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree with the, um, with the name thing, especially if there's going to be money put up, I feel like it, you know, it has to have some kind of name to where it kind of, and not only the money hypes it up, but I feel like the name itself hypes it up too. Just so it's not like a, and another regular show Saturday night with, with money at it, you know? Yes. Yes. I, I totally agree. I, I think the name and I, we just got lucky on that, that I never dreamed that Maximilian would be that, you know, we just was going to do it for that one race and then the next and be, but it just, you know, it hit. And mm -hmm. it's just one of the things you don't ever know. It just hit and we became the Maximilian, you know, and yeah, uh, I don't know if y'all remember it. There was a series called the Maxis, I believe it was the Maxisippi is what, what it was and oh, yeah. mississippi yeah yeah kind of kind of played right. off that and no, yeah can't, they called it the maxisippi yeah, yeah i remember that um, i think we all ran that actually yeah we did yeah but no i i like maximilian man it rolls off the tongue very uh smooth yeah and it's and you it's can't miss it on. like you can't miss it like if somebody says maximilian there's not like um it is you don't confuse it for anything else. You know exactly what it is, where like you know what race it is. And y'all not gonna believe this. So I tried to get one of those dot TV so we can start streaming this thing ourselves. And you know, that's one of the biggest questions I get on race day like thirty thousand times on Facebook. Where is it streaming at? You know, and so I went to go get one of those dot TVs and I thought nobody's gonna have Maximilian dot TV. Mm -hmm. I was wrong. Really? A dog out in California has <laughs> the dot TV It's called Maximian dot TV. And it is about a dog. It's just a film of this dog living in his house all day. That's so, crazy. So, I yeah. guess that's what you get when you have fuck you money. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Just like my dog's getting that TV name. Not you, buddy. That's funny. I so, think there was a book about a dog named Maximilian or something like that years ago. I, I don't know if I could, I'd have to Google it, find it, but I think that's true. I don't know. It does sound, it, you know, as you say, it does kind of sound like something along those lines. Yeah, like but, Richie Rich's dog maybe was named that, or I was an old cartoon years ago or something like that. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't think anything could be worse than, you know, Michael Jackson be able to have a dot .tv for his, for his monkey bubbles. <laughs> Yeah, bubbles.tv. You're right. <laughs> so um you 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 put the first race on. Um and was it ever supposed to be what it is now? Like was that the goal? All right, so back it led to our goals a little bit. No. So our series, it was supposed to be for the people like me that raced. It was supposed to be a and this will lead a little bit into your next question, but it was supposed to be just a series about, you know, carrying local racers, a big show. Cause mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of racers who just race locally. And so our goal after that first year was like, let's find tracks who have really big local followings and let's carry our show to them. So our, you know, our sponsors who have parking will travel with us. 
and we can put on a show locally for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the whole point of this. And, and so that people can go say, all right, if there's going to be 30 racers there, my goal is to finish in the top third of the field. It's a great goal to have at any that's big race. 10. Yes. Yes. I mean, so, you know, if there's 60 there, if I can finish in the top 20, mm-hmm. so that that's just kind of how that whole third of the field came about. We're like, we want to give everybody an opportunity that may not can travel to Bates for travel to the big O or travel to the Midwest race of champions. Let's create something where we carry it to them. Mm-hmm. That's and, and so it was never, you know, I was told like when I, when I started doing my homework, I was told like, if you don't get above 3000, as a pot, you know, one class, you know, the, the, not as many, you know, you're never going to mm-hmm. get the whole country of the best racers, as yeah. you'll, you know, and so it, that's where it was intended to start. It was never to cut anybody out, but we just wanted to be, you know, we wanted to attack that, that lost group that doesn't get to big race. Yeah. And I want to go back to that. I want to go back to that in one second, but, um, you know, I just kind of want to get the decision on not making it a point series was, and, and we've kind of had this discussion ourselves, you know, the guys on the podcast, um, but we've, we've kind of like, maybe, maybe we're wrong, but like, was it to try and keep people coming so that they didn't get discouraged if they had a bad race or two and they were out of the points, So they didn't feel like there was a need to go. Or was that, is there a different reasoning no, behind it? There's two reasons. That is one of them, you okay. know? Uh, and, and my point, Rodney Byers ran, did a good job, did a great job with the Burr Southeast Tour, and he was racing Beaver Creek at the time. And I'm one of the hardest, you guys, Rodney, I'm one of his hardest critics, you know. And so, but I, I he did a good job with it, uh, and he's not doing it anymore. But he, uh, he would just see, man, the first race of the year have 400 entries, and the last race would have 180. Mm-hmm. You know, like what's going, you know, the, the series, the payout, nothing's changing. It was, you know, it was the points. It's kind of like, eh. It's not a good format, you know? And then the other thing was we, we didn't want to make it so people had to overspend. So yeah. if we're putting a race on in Chatsworth, Georgia, somebody from Mojave doesn't feel like they have to go, you know, because mm-hmm. they're not in the point. They're not chasing that point. So just, you know, when it comes closer to Talladega, we'll go race it. You know, we enjoy yep. racing there. And so, that that was our number. We didn't want to, we, I think that, that sometimes, you know, we all know racers, we, you know, we want to go race, uh, you know, a racer is going to go race. He's going to find a place to race. And so we just, we never wanted to hurt the local crowd one. Cause Morgan owns a track, you know, he has a, a, a local crowd. And so we didn't want to take his local crowd four times a year to go somewhere else. And we yeah. didn't want to do that to any other track either. And so I just points just did not fit what we were trying to do. Yeah. You know, I, I totally agree. I, I think it's a great format. And um, I think it's, I think it, it works out well with how this championship race is going to work. You know, you still have a chance to fight for the leather jackets and, and all this kind of things, but you're able to pick and choose the races you want to go to. The format doesn't change. Um, There's no, like, there's no, it's just, you're going race. There's, you're not, you know, messing anybody's points up. You're going out there to do the best you can. And it's just another race, you know? Yes, exactly. And, and that, that's, that's to the point of what the reason we did no points. Mm-hmm. 
and and I'm you know I'm just like you're saying I that's that's what we do you know we went you know we went to Beaver Creek last February then we went to Talladega in May we missed uh, uh one or two of the Maximilian races uh just because it was it was far um and you know we've been able to really pick out what races we want to go to and be comfortable with going to them, knowing that we're not fighting points or anything like that. So I definitely think that that helps a lot. Yeah. And you know, we've all been in that points race where you're like, I'm going to run this point series. I'm going to run this point series. And then, you know, the family has a gathering on, you know, a family dinner on this day. And you're, you know, your mom's like, you're not missing it. Yeah. You know, your yeah. wife's like, you got to go to this wedding with me, you know, and now you're like, I'm, I'm out of the points, you know? And so I, now the rest of the races don't even matter. Yes. That is exactly right. There's no need to go. Mm -hmm. so. But going back to what you were saying, um, you know, growing into what it is now, um, I'm sure it's, it's cool for you to have these people over there. And I think it's cool for us, you know, me too, that we get to race against these people, but now you, you know, you have the, the Carters, you have, uh, you know, Matt Connell coming. Um, I think even Chop Shop has came to a couple of them. Just these big name, uh, you know, race teams have are starting to come to the Maximilian. So, you know, what's your what's your look on that? I think it's really good because it just talking to them. You know, you know, it'd been a while since Matt had been over. You know, this way and raced and mm -hmm. and the Carters and you know, it's a long trip for him, eight hours, and so. Uh, I think it's maybe longer than that for some of them, I, but so that, you know, they just don't venture down here very much and, you know, they just see Facebook and you know how rumors get started and it's just been told that racing in the Carolinas is better than racing in, you know, Louisiana or Mississippi, Alabama, you know? So it's just, yeah. I think kind of everybody's always said the farther East you go, the better it gets. And it's so, like, it's two different worlds, you know? <laughs> yes. And so I really, and, and I hadn't spoken to everybody, but I, I can just, you know, talking to Matt, uh, you know, I, I really think it's, it's brought a, you know, a bright light on what we're doing down here in the South and how good the racing is here. You know, uh, Shay came to the first one in February. I think he won one class, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, they, they have come and won their amount. I think chop shop, the little Lambert kid, he's, you know, he's pretty strong. So, uh, I think he's took two of the gold bar trophies in two weeks or in two different races, but it, we have so many good racers down here and, you know, you, you just hear rumors. You're like, man, you know, they're East coast people like they'll, they'll do this, they'll do that, you know, and then you meet them. It's the first time I'd ever met, you know, Matt Connell at Beaver Creek and not at all what, what I thought. You know, yeah. and, and so when you start meeting these people and you go, they're, they're racers, just like the racers here, the racers at Mojave, we're just racers, you yeah. know? And, and so, you know, I, the tracks are a little different, you know, and, and it plays a little different at different times of year. Beaver Creek in February will be way different than Beaver Creek in <laughs> <Yeah>. July. <laughs> so, so I, I hope mean, people's we, not getting their tires ready for the like a February racetrack. We went, we went in February and we were like holding off on wiping anything aggressive all day. I, I it was in 2021, uh, 2022, and we waited on anything. And we saw that the grid was loaded with prep, and we were like, all right, we're just gonna go and go. And it, it, we started changing the whole day around. Yes, it, it, uh, the first race was in May, the first time ever at Beaver Creek. And track got really good, really bit up. And then, then we had to re, I kind of broke, started breaking apart a little bit. And we had to water. 
and then it come right back and you know it was really good and then february on that clay you know it's 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 gonna get good it's gonna be greasy could come apart it's just a you know it's a hit or miss and so it, it works it works to tire guys out you know and so it was definitely it uh and every race we've had this year has been you know we went to, to chatsworth to dogwood and it, it got dusty and then he wet it and it got good and but it didn't get real good it didn't get there he doesn't use calcium uh you know in talladega was i think it was three different tracks in one day oh and, it was it was it was a hell of a day it was a hell of a day <laughs> oh it was people pulling hair out you know and just the frustration and i really think it tested you know the tire guys who so many people depend on these days you know and so it really the driver had to be communicating well the tire guy had to be on it and it just really I really enjoyed the race because I think it's it really stressed the limit of a team. Yeah. You know, and so it, it was really good to me. And it was crazy, you know, after it, it it I didn't I didn't understand what was going on at first when y'all watered it and threw calcium down after qualifying. I was like, what is going on? But I really feel like it helped the track and it got it better. It did. It did. I was I was going, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And uh if it's there's certain people that can remember everything about racing and y'all may be one of those. I'm not one of those. I, I struggle to remember. There's people in football that can be like, you this remember <laughs> in the third quarter in 2007? No, I do It was not. third I, and seven. And <laughs> yes, yes. And people can do that. I can't do that. But I was, I'd walk by and everybody's panicking because they're putting calcium out. I'd walk by Greg Dobson. And I was like, ah, what do you think? And he's like, like 2009 September they did this and it was it turned out amazing you know you're like oh you remember that okay so yeah. I was like all right we're good to go yeah but uh before before we kind of move on um you know I just wanted to say it was it's it's also really cool that um you know we did so well at, at Talladega that we you know we ended up winning the the B main at, at in the pro super heavy race but you know we still got paid and I thought that was a really cool thing where it still gave somebody a chance uh you know, even if they didn't make the A main, they were able to uh, to get some money. So, one of our rules, our goals that we put together is we never want to keep entry fee money ever. So, if it comes through entry fee, it's we want it to go back out. So, we're always trying to put it back out. And even with the third of the field works right, and I can tell you the numbers. Like in the pro race, if you have fifty four in it it pays for itself. So anything over 54 is money. We have to move to somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, like super heavy is 24 uh, or the pro super heavy is 24. And so when I, when I see those numbers and they're coming across, we start moving that money and trying to get it to classes that maybe, you know, didn't make, you know, like I think uh predator super heavy was a 10 cart minimum and it didn't make, I think it was nine but we took some of that money. I think we had 60 entries in pro. We moved it over to that uh, predator super heavy. And so I think they should have got paid like 220, but they got paid like 320 or 340. So we just, we do not want to keep Carter's entry free money. We think that should go back to Carter's. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, you wouldn't think with a third of the field, it would ever come into play, but it does with a, when a certain number hits, you know, the, 
the math of it is you pay one back to the racers and two comes into the pot. And so it's two thirds there, but it has to hit that certain number first. And so, and it's a big number on some of the classes. Yeah. But that just goes back to the game planning and logistics that you do before that prepares you and gets you ready. So as long as it hits the number, you know exactly what to do. Yes, that is exactly right. And we had, you wouldn't believe this, but we have had $1,910 not picked up at the pay window this year in the three races. So you just, we just have extra envelopes after, and you know, so we've taken that money and everybody's like, man, you're doing a no entry fee. That's pretty cool. Well, that's the racer's money. That's that we're doing four no entry fees and it comes out to be nineteen hundred and ten dollars is what we're paying in the no entry. So everybody's like, that's cool. Well, it's the racers racing for the racers' money. So it yeah. just kind of worked out that way. So it ended up pretty cool. And and I I, I might be victim to that for you know one or two classes. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Uh it's just the fact of, you know, usually in your brand in, in, in a racer's mind, like if you finish outside the top five you don't even think about the pay window but it's it it's something that is coming around and being more prevalent with this series you know you got to really pay attention you gotta start and doing I, some math at the race trailer <laughs> and, and we got to start doing better too um you know it's one of our ways to improve we're always looking to get better is you know if you finish 17th in a or 19th in the pro race out of 60 where you're getting paid you pulled off if, on lap three but you're like <laughs> yeah and you're not wanting to wait until tech gets done to load the trailer and go home, you're ready to go to the Waffle House. Mm-hmm. You know? So, so we're, we're trying to figure out a way. Maybe we could start paying from a certain spot back. Just, just a set number. Yes. Uh-huh. And then, and then the rest would have to wait after tech. We just, man, the logistics of getting that ready is we ain't figured it out yet. We're working on it. We're hoping to get there. Yeah, most definitely. So Kenny, if, if we can, let's back up. A little bit so you know we're talking about race day you know right now but what's it like let's say november december january at latest sitting down with these track owners and lining up the race weekends that you want to go to these owners tracks and run your event how's that coordination like well it's uh it happens way before then so like the 24 schedule is ready as of right now, we know where we're going in 24. It's uh, we finalized it today, so uh, it was already finalized. But I wanted to before I went on tonight get it with them and make sure we were good to go. But we have worked with really, really good. One of our rules is I don't know if y'all know this, but Morgan is a he. When it comes to his track and dirt, he's he's meticulous. Mm-hmm. And he wants it smooth. So one of our rules was we're going to go to tracks who, who feel the same way about their track. You know, just, we don't want to take pride in it. You know. Yes, yes. It doesn't have to be the, the biggest or the nicest. Just folks that really care about their track. And if you work with track owners who care about their track and and care about their people that come to their track, man, everything else works out. And Adam Stewart at Talladega is is amazing to work with. I mean, he is a 100% businessman. He runs Crate Racing USA uh, in the dirt cars. Uh, has it, has his own live TV, you know? Yeah, he is. I mean, yeah, yeah. With his name, some dog doesn't have it, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. He's way ahead of me right now, but he, uh, he's he been good. Rodney Byers was good to work with at Chatsworth. 
Uh, of course, Morgan, he's probably the hardest to deal with. But, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, our new tracks. Uh, are y'all are y'all ready? Are y'all ready to drop the twenty four? Yeah, hey, let's just do it. Let's drop it. Let's drop it. So, um, <laughs> we have a new track coming in in twenty four, and it is somebody who cares greatly about their track, and it is Crossroads Motorplex in Jasper, Florida, on February the seventeenth. That's awesome. And then we will come back to Beaver Creek, and on April six, and then finish up the three race season at Talladega on June 1st. There's only three races next year. Well, we'll have the championship too, but okay. uh, we just hadn't, I hadn't got that far yet on the date and stuff, but does it have uh, a track set? We don't yet. It, okay. More than likely to be at Beaver Creek, but mm-hmm. uh, um, we'll just have to see. We'll have to yeah. see. You know, we, we, we don't want to get just stuck where we're racing at, at, at Beaver Creek all the time, but I'll just be honest, the legit, our whole crew lives, you know, around that area. So when you don't have a $3,000 hotel bill, it kind of makes it a little easier to be like, yeah. you know what, you know, it's a great track and let's just have it there. So, but yeah, so putting the schedule together, you know, I t- started talking to uh, Mr. Wade at Crossroads probably two months ago and getting ready for 24 and he was, you know, excited about it. And he's somebody that, that is just you know, very meticulous about his track. And of course it was kind of, as I was talking to him, I think y'all had Adam on mm-hmm. Johnson. Yeah. He's like, you know, my series is going good. And then I go down to, to Jasper and rain and like, I lost 15 grand. I'm like, Oh yeah. He talked what? about that. That was a, that was a miserable weekend. He said, <laughs> yeah. So it was just kind of like, Oh wow. But no, but that was nothing Mr. Wade did or anything. It was just the weather, you know, you can't help it. And it just, it happens. It mm-hmm. happens in racing. The battle a few weeks ago, it just happens, you know? Yeah. yeah we'll kind of touch on that one in a little bit. Um, but yeah, that'd be cool. I'm definitely going to try and make it out to Jasper. It'd be my first time there. That'd be, I have yeah. never been there. So Me neither. It'll be, it'll be my first time. I've been there. I went there once to be some pit crew help for uh, SBR. Braden. Brady was raised. I think it was Pro Kart Tour. Yeah. Pretty nice place, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Fast track, too. Very well, fast. I have uh, <laughs> Mr. Wade's. You know, I'm a big parking map guy, and I think we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, you know, I, I put them in spreadsheets and – and I've never been to Jasper, but everybody's like, it's trees and you have to park around a tree. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'll send you my parking map. Now he doesn't use email, text, anything. He's going to mail it? He mailed me the parking map. <laughs> That's awesome. And it come in a manila envelope and it was 18 pages long. So, oh, God. Damn. <laughs> so well, it I is did. a lot of. It's a lot of acreage over there. There's like three did different he tracks. Me- did he measure out his parking spaces? On the yeah. sheet by the square foot or what? <laughs> yes, well, I mean, shit. There's one <laughs> big one that that covers kind of the whole thing, but there really is. They're like, there's trees marked in pit spots, so it, it says big oak tree, you know, <laughs> gray pine tree, and you're like, all right, you know, so, thirty year old pine tree, forty yes. year old pine tree. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I, I called I called Todd Owens at Max. Like, hey, I'm on, I'm gonna get this on a spreadsheet. I'm going to send it to you. You've been there. See if it looks right. <laughs> I sent it to him. He's like, I don't know. I'm going to have to send it to somebody. So I've, we're trying to get with Wade's sons who they could do parking. 
and they understand it. So we're going to see if I've gotten close. I hadn't found out if I've gotten close yet, but we'll see. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure our, our good buddy, Chase Meredith's pretty excited when he hears this, that they'll y'all be going there. Cause that's like his home track. Yes. Yes. And I think uh, he's with, is that TJ? Yeah. TJ. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With Houdini so, and all them. Uh, so we're getting to get, we haven't had any Florida people yet. We've just been so far away. Uh, so we had a few, a, a young kid from the Tampa area came a few races. So, so it's good to carry it to Florida. I mean, we, we've been pushing this way. And so, so I, I think it'll be really good to carry it to the Florida folks and see how it goes. Most definitely. So you kind of touched on, you know, we just talked about the parking, uh, you know, y'all have done uh, a great job illustrating parking for everyone. And, you know, y'all even y'all even did an app for a little bit, you know, where you could see the parking and everything like that. You know, what what's the um, what's the push behind that to do to try and get the parking so done so well? Rule number two, transparency. You mm-hmm. know, so we we think that that everybody at that rate and races kind of got away from this that that Matt Canale and Roll Speed and AAA everybody should be treated the same. You know, so one thing was put the parking map out. You know, if you want to buy a sponsorship, here, here it's open early. And then for everybody else, it's first come, first serve. And so I get calls at every race. Hey, you got anything on the front row? And I'll be like, <laughs> you see the map. <laughs> no, for real. But is there some saved or anything? No, you see it. It is what it is. You see it. And it just blew my mind how many promoters, race directors, whatever, just don't share the map. You know, like Daytona last year. Yes, that's exactly what I was about to say. Like, can you share the map? And they're like, we never share the map. Why? What are we hiding? I just don't understand that. And I know what they're doing. They're saving in case somebody, you know, a certain name calls. I just, I just think that, you know, Kenny Gillum, Alex Lovell, if we call first and we get the front row, that's our spot. I just just the way life is, you know, most definitely. And there's different, there's different tiers, you know, just in case anyone wouldn't know that there's a, there's a, it's a corporate sponsor. Y'all, y'all call it. We do. Yeah. Corporate sponsor. And then there's a race sponsor. Yes. And so when we first started, we were like, all right, so if you want to sponsor a race, you know, and you don't want to do, let's just say again. So let's say you can't make, uh, dogwood, but you can do Talladega and Beaver Creek. You might want to do the 225 at each one of those, and then you're not going to spend your money to go to Chatsworth. And then there's some people that want to travel to all three. Well, it has it has gone so well. Like I have to say, no more of these, no more of these. Uh, the first year I think we did three of the corporate sponsors, and then the second year it was four. And this year it ended up being five. So, you know, when you have five people getting six spots and then some get more than that, you know, like ice added four more, I think they had 10 spots. Roll speed had eight. I know our buddies at extreme, they get a lot of spots. <laughs> yeah. They get, I think they get uh six. And so when you put five of those together, 40 spots are gone. And so kind of this year it was very limited, you know, of the, what we called race sponsors, because, and I tell people when they call, like, they were like, can I get by sponsor park? And I'm like, you know, I, I don't have, I can't sell you a 225 spot when there's nothing, you know, I've already pre-sold. I think this year it was 81, 81 spots were sold before I ever opened parking up. 
you know, that sponsors had part with. So mm -hmm. when you're starting with that, telling somebody you're parking in the 83rd, 82nd and 83rd best spots for $225, it, it just doesn't make sense. It's unfair. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. No. Nah, so I just tell them, wait, that spot's going to be 50 bucks when we open parking. So, you know. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I, I totally agree because you don't want somebody in the back 40 and they paid 225 for that. And you're like, oh, we got sponsored parking, but we're, yes. you know, if we, we get some binoculars, we can see the grid. Now, there are races that still do that, but we don't want to be one of those. We're trying to be a little different. So, most definitely. Now, I do get on the parking map. Now, here's the bad part about the parking map the parking map is not to scale. You know, it's a oh, spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah. It is, and people be like, "It shows me in front of the dirt road coming down." Like, well, I don't know if you know this, but I don't know where the dirt road <laughs> is on that spreadsheet. Like, that's just where that sale fell. You know, yeah. I, I'm sorry about that, but I, I hadn't got that advanced with my skills to scale the spreadsheet yet. I went to Google Maps and got on Microsoft Paint, and we went to work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Oh man, the track square. Why is it not circle? I definitely unrealistic. <laughs> but it does give you some idea where you'll be, you know. And so yeah. I, I think that's important too. Most definitely. And that, uh, you know, I think the transparency is a really big thing. I think that's that's something this this our sport has really needed for a long time. And it still needs, and it, and we hope to change that. You know, that's like that third of the field. Mm -hmm. We started the third of the field, and of course it you know, it took off and our races are doing really well. And I start seeing other people putting on Facebook, you know, a third of the field up to the top five. Well, that's not a third of the field. I, I don't understand what we're saying here. Or something like yeah. Yeah. So third of the field up to five cards. That's not a third of the field. So it, it's just something, things like that, that people twist to use it for their advantage to make more money. I just, it bothers me a little bit. Yeah, most definitely. Especially when you try and be as ethical as possible, you know. And that's... Yes, yes. And speaking of Blazak, you realize on the first race ever, uh, him and Morgan get into a, a little deal when we're watering the track. Were y'all there at the first one ever? No, I was not. Oh, and so Blazak, I don't know what happened. Anyway, he says something, but he screams, "Turn that water off!" Well, uh, Morgan has a short fuse. When it <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> fuse burns down as uh, who owns the as alex you used your parents used to own the track right yes yes sir so y'all have dealt with that on some nights and my dad has a short fuse as well <laughs> yes. oh yeah yes yeah, so. especially when he's working on his track yes yes and so i think morgan morgan's go-to line is how do you run your track how do you do it at your track and when they say i don't own a track he's like well then you need to go away so oh, but, i'm sure they didn't like that no so he got out of his truck and they got in a little argument and, and so Morgan comes to me and goes, he's got to go. And so now this is my first race I've ever done. So now I have to go tell somebody to leave and they're a sponsor, you know, extremes a sponsor. And I'm like, man, they pay good money. And I got to go in and tell this guy to go. And so of course, Chris tells the story a little different. He uses some <laughs> kind of crazy sissy voice. And like, Hey man, can you leave please? You know? So, but so he leaves and of course, you know, he leaves and like pulls back in the track and all that. But, uh, Chris is one of my best friends now. So he, I love him to death. So it ended up working out really good, but, but yeah, first race ever had to put somebody out of the track. So. <laughs> yeah, man, those, those are some good people. We've been, uh, I've been around them for a long, long time. 
Yeah. Oh, and Curtis. Oh, <laughs> oh Curtis, he's a jokester, man. Yes. Yes. Wide open. <laughs> and then and then don't get a little Tucker started. A little Tucker will get on you just as quick. Yeah, every racetrack he's going to a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should have said that. His mom is going to be mine. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Kenny, we just got done talking about, you know, the schedule and everything. Um, but what's the week or weeks leading up to an event and then the weekend? You know, when does the, the track prep start, you know, not only for, you know, Beaver Creek, which is you guys' home track, I, I want to say, but also like when you guys went to Mojave or you guys went to Dogwood, what what's that week before and weekend like? So we do we did do that two different ways. So we've kind of broke away from that now. When we first started, it was kind of like uh we would offer two different ways to lease your track. We would get the track ready, or you could get it ready, you know, and hopefully for a different price, you know. And so uh and Mojave. And if they got the track ready, Morgan and his crew would go, they handled all that. You know, I just show up and they'd be ready, you know. And so, uh, that we've kind of got away from that. Now everybody kind of is getting ready themselves, you know, especially since, you know, y'all know how track owners are. If they really care about their track, they're like, no, nobody touches it but me. So, yeah. but as far as getting the, the promotion side ready, you know, just, we do, you know, like I print envelopes, uh, labels for every position. So like if you finish 19th, your envelope's going to say Maximilian car race, clone heavy, 19th place. And it's going to be a printed envelope. It's going to look good. It's going to be white. The feature envelopes are these big gold envelopes. If you win it, you get this big gold envelope that's printed and, and laid out. And so I start doing that. 14 days for the race that's that's my deal i, I kind of got a schedule i go with i print labels and then i take all those labels and put them on every envelope and i just kind of guess kind of where the numbers are going to lie on each class you kind of get pretty close and so i have to throw a few away at every race where i overestimate but uh so we start doing that you know and, and then with facebook it kind of makes everything a little easier with bill building flyers now when we first started i designed all the checks and the stickers that went on the go bar trophy and uh i'm a i'm not artistic if you'll go back and look at some of those checks you will see they are terrible you know and nobody said anything everybody was so you know you proud to get one but yeah mine hanging up in my room looks just as good you know it looks just, it looks just fine there <laughs> yes i know somebody's looking at that first year check and looking down the wall like Whew, that's bad. <laughs> and, but, uh, and so now, you know, but we just started from scratch, you know, we started with a bare minimum and it was me designing the, the checks. And one of the guys, uh, Jimmy, it's Jimmy Harvale. And everybody's like, no, it's Harvale. Like, no, Vale is spelled V or Bale is spelled B E L L. And his name is V E L L. So, hey, hey, it's Lovell. It's Lovell. Harville. Harville. Baker. Lavelle. Lavelle. So, <laughs> so, but he owns a sign shop and he printed the stuff for us for a, at cost rate, you know. And so, when people just don't realize what the cost of things, you know, to get a race together with everything. And I didn't realize, you know, and mm -hmm. you start putting that together and it's just so much that goes into it. And now we're getting them 
professionally printed. So that took a little bit off of me. Uh, so Ben Harrison out in South Carolina, he prints them all. He does our trophies. Which are killer. These year's trophies are insane <laughs> with the lights and everything. Yes, they light up and the three gold bars stacked. And so we've come a long way. You know, the first trophies, me and Morgan made ourselves. He's a machinist by trade. He, he went to school to be a machinist. So he has a machine shop at his house. And we went over and machined the first trophies out of just stick aluminum. Really? And we made gold bars out of aluminum. We, yes, a lot of them. Yeah. And so it, uh, and then we put a sticker on top. But this year's trophy, I've, you know, that's another thing. You know, we was talking about a name propels a race. A trophy does the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, Batesville. What does what does people go race at Batesville for? <laughs> the, slot the slot machines. machines. The slot yeah. machines. I mean, exactly there's right. nothing else to go to Batesville for but to say you get some slot machines. <laughs> to get a slot machine, you know, and so. And, and we wanted that same thing. We want to know what was, you know, the gold bar, to get a gold bar. And so uh, getting the trophies printed or made and uh, then, the, then the week of, usually I leave on Wednesday from down here. You know, y'all live it way down here on the Gulf too. So it takes multiple days to get anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so I, I leave for the track on Wednesday. You know, I'll take off work or right now we're in summer so i won't have to take off and when i get to the track i have to carry you know my printer because i have to print pre-entries and uh the rules and you, you just have to have all that there and so i'm in the hotel room you know hauling this big old printer in and they're like we have a printer downstairs no you don't want me printing 300 I'm, pages of pre-entries you know so i'm using three blocks of ink and three packs of paper so you don't want me yes to yes i'll bring my own printer yeah and so just that way the week of racing is 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 very stressful uh me and morgan both you know he stresses over his track and so the week you know like when we did the race at Tidega this past year this past time adam said he'd take care of it all and it kind of Morgan said he didn't get stressed, but I could still see he was stressed. Like, is it going to be good? Is it going to work? Of course, he said he didn't care, but I know he's lying. Uh, he stresses over that dirt. And, you know, talking to him today, he's already getting a plan together for on Monday we're going to do this. Tuesday he's going to do this to the track Wednesday. And so that whole week leading to the race is just, you know, stress. Well, then you have on Wednesday somebody's weather app. I guarantee will say it's ninety percent right. I don't, you know, somebody be like, my lap says ten percent, and other guys like mine says ninety. You know, and you start getting calls. Are you going to race? You know, and it just and we'll talk about a situation uh, like that here shortly. Yes, yes. Uh, and then when parking is the worst part of the race weekend. You know, getting everybody in, get on the parked in the right spot, getting the next guy in beside them. And when practice starts on Saturday morning, it's, it's the most time. beautiful moment of my life. It's kind of like that's it's I don't know if y'all know this, but racers are so programmed. Once you start practice, they don't have to hear anything else the rest of the day. They just know. <laughs> yeah. You know, people are in the trailer be like, well, there's small block open out there. We're two glasses away. They didn't, mm -hmm. nobody said a single word. You know, if you don't hear anything going out there, you're like predator must be out there. Red plate. Yeah. Where we at in line. <laughs> and, and people just know that it's almost their time. And so once you get practice started, it's like, well, we've made it boys. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. And, and 
you know, for me, I mean, obviously I'm not trying to coordinate everybody's parking, but parking has been, uh, you know, for all the shows we've been to, it's been essentially really easy. You know, all the, the spots are marked out and labeled and, uh, you know, we just kind of pull in back up. I know it's a little different because you'll have to go and put all these spots down and, and yeah. mark us all out for us. Yeah. Um, but also I noticed that like sometimes like when we went to Talladega, like we'll get there at like three or four o'clock in the afternoon and there's only like 10 trailers there. And then you come back in the morning and there's 150 trailers lined up. I, it's like everybody wants to wait till the last minute. They come in and when it gets dark and it's hard to see and everybody's tired and hot from the day, you know, all your workers are tired and hot and pain and they're all just hanging out and you're like, Hey, they need to get to so-and-so and spot 132. And, you know, then you get a call on radio. There's somebody in spot 132. Mm -hmm. like, oh no. So then you go over there and they're already set up. And yeah. And they're in the wrong spot and you start moving people and it, it just, it's so it's not hard. It's not bad. It's went so smooth, but it's my most stressful moment just getting everybody parked where you know you put a parking map out and say this is where you're gonna be and then they get there and somebody's in their spot it's kind of like ah, i screwed that up you know so it when, just when somebody it else just me. made an easy mistake yes yes yeah. but it stresses me out so something i want to talk about race day um is the the new thing y'all implemented with the air horn i think that is that's helped a ton. What was the uh, what was the decision on that? Well, part of that is Todd and Patty at Maxis. They have already they had started doing that a little bit. I think in a little different way than we did it. Uh, and they gave us the idea. Todd Todd actually brought the air horns with him that we used. He was like, "Go to the air horns, blow it, give them a certain amount of time to get here and stuff." And and that's just the way it goes. And so Morgan's like. I tell you what, would be better than that. Let's buy a clock, a timer. Let's put it up there. So now it's not somebody looking at a watch and somebody going, "Well, it's been two minutes. Why, why are we still waiting?" Or it's been, you know, it's not been two minutes. Why did y'all leave? Somebody's uh, like, "It was a minute fifty-seven when I put the go card down." Yeah, yeah. It's like there, there is no lying. You know, it's just mm -hmm. another transparent thing. Like we blow the air horn, two minutes starts. When you get up there, if, if it's on zero, you missed the two minutes. You know, you didn't make it. And so, it, again, it's one of those things you cut down on arguments or people saying there's favoritism. It's it's out in the open. We're not hiding it. It's, it's on the clock. And and the air horn, we got to get a little better air horn. I don't think it's Talladega. <laughs> Everybody said they could hear it, but it still, it just didn't. It didn't blast. I want a big air horn. So, and he just get you an air compressor with some train horns. That'll fix <laughs> yes, <your problem. laughs> yes, yes. So there, there will be no denying when you hear that thing go off. So, mm -hmm. but it works. So it, we didn't know how it was going to work, and it works so well at Talladega, you know. And so we'd never tried it. We really didn't talk about it. Just right before we started, uh, Jimmy said, "Are we going to use this in qualifying?" And we're like, "Yes." let's use that in qualifying. They have two minutes for the group A to be set down and, and then we don't wait on any other group. Let's try it. And it works so good. And that will be the format that we use from here on out. I mean, and, and you'll even, didn't y'all do it even for the features? We did. We did yeah, the features, qualifying yeah. and features. Yeah. We and blow I, that horn and the next cl class has when the awards, when the trophy pictures are being taken, uh, when Hagen's out there taking his pictures, that's when the horns blow and, two minutes at two minutes the next class goes out if you're mm -hmm. there you made it if you're not you didn't and i think group qualifying is great too so it's not like anybody can hang back and wait as long as they can and uh 
to go qualify, but, but how is a, a way to police that? <laughs> Man, group qualifying broke my heart and, you know, that's something they've done on the East coast forever. And they've done it at Batesville plenty of times. Yeah. Batesville's done it. And we had made it. <clears throat> We'd never used group qualifying up until dogwood. And we didn't have group qualifying to do at dogwood. We just had never used it. Mm -hmm. We've never had to, it just, man, you know, I, I felt like I, you know, I said something driving me about just respect each other and let's go, you know, and just, and it was kind of like, let's be more respectful than ever, you know, the other coast is in racing. And, and so, and then when you factor in that all of our other races, that might be one, the track didn't, it didn't matter when you went out, you know? And so we had never needed groups. Well, when we got to Dogwood, we needed groups bad because everybody was, I mean, it's like, where's Waldo? There were carts behind trailers and motorhomes with people poking their eyes out to see who's going you know <laughs> one, i've been i've announced before and so one of the things i hate you know is is the announcer i used to i had to say it you know they'd be like announce again you know they'd be like this is the last call we're not calling anybody else we're gonna leave you and they never do mm -hmm. so one of our big rules is if we say we're gonna do it let's do it and and so you know, and now on that day, it got ugly, and it it was said, it was announced, maybe it wasn't supposed to be, and and you know it it was it was a tough it was probably one of the toughest moments I've ever had at the racetrack, you know. And I went over and talked with Morgan, and me and him got together what we should do. We figured it out. We said we were going to get medium qualified, and every other class will be on groups. And so here I'm running to the score tower, getting the code to print out lineups and then trying to give them random numbers on a number generator on Google. And it, it was a mess. And we got, everybody else went out groups, had no more problems. It was the smoothest, you know, very smooth day after that. Mm -hmm. And so that led us to my race pass because you know, it's for dirt cars. They Talladega use it for carts, but it's it's set up for dirt car series and it does the groups for you. There's no reaching in a bucket or and we all know how that reaching in the bucket thing goes, drawing a number, appeal or whatever. You know, there's so many people that are cheating the system or beating the system. It's just not very I, I think a lot of people abuse it. Let's just put it. That it way. leaves a gray area. It does. It does. And if you go to certain big races and you see certain names kind of toward the back, you kind of go, well, that's funny that they always end up in, in the last group. And so, yeah. When we talked to this, my race passers, like you, me as a direct, nobody on our end has access to change that peel. So when you sign in and we hit enter into that class, it gives you a peel and that box is locked and there's nothing we can, we can't take you out of the class and we can't change your number. And so it was very expensive, but it sold us on that. It prints out the groups. We, you know, and so we will be groups from here forward also. Also. And that, that's kind of what I was wondering, you know, you know, the race monitor is, you know, the, the carding standard, usually what everybody uses, but that was, that's something I was curious about. Why, why was uh, my race past the switch, but it definitely makes sense now if it, if it makes a, a race day and, easier on y'all. 
that is the main reason, but it also has fantasy racing. I don't know if y'all played that. Yeah, yet, but I tried yeah. it at I tried it at Dega, but the <clears> service was bad. We are gonna give we're gonna start giving awards for if you win fantasy racing on race day. So it's really? gonna be really cool. Yeah. Do you have to be there? Uh, no, no, oh. you do not. You do get extra points if you're there. Okay. Uh, so you got to win by a lot if you're not there. <laughs> well, I was at home in Mobile. At the Frostbuster at Talladega, Morgan was at Talladega, and we were we both were playing it, and he was getting extra points. It came down to like a green plate B main, and we had you know how you pick pairs. Uh huh. I had the kid that started next to last. He had the kid who started last, <laughs> and so he's standing there by Adam, and he's cheering on. He's you know we're on the Some phone. Some kid you don't even yelling. know. We don't know who they are. And they're, they end up being like brothers or they race on the same trailer. And, and my guy was like, I don't, I can't remember who his guy ended up winning. Cause he ended up beating me by like three points in fantasy, but I'm screaming at home. Who's winning? Who's winning? He's like, he just passed him, you know, <laughs> and green plate B main decided yeah. to won the, the fantasy that night. That's cool though. Cause it also, you know, it gets you more into the racing and, uh, get to have a little bit more fun at the racetrack. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we kind of talked about it here a little bit on the podcast so far, but, you know, big, big race day coming up, race weekend for you coming up. Uh, what has been some some preparations going on? I know that you've, uh, you know, obviously, Maxis has been a part of this whole ride, but Velocity has been coming on and, and doing some things, but now they're going to be doing some jackets with y'all. What's, uh, what's that weekend going to look like? Well, we are designing the first ever gold jacket. Now, I have a prototype in my garage that we did not do. And I'm going to bring it just to show people. <laughs> Whew, it looks like the Hubble telescope gold. Oh, it's that gold fall. Oh, yes. And so we turned that one down. So we're actually going with Yamaha gold mm-hmm. so that you see like the, the Yamaha motorcycle racer where that big yellow gold. Mm-hmm. So Velocity's never built the gold jacket. So they're building this gold jacket and it is going to be. I, I would go back to happy Gilmore, you know, that's where they had the <laughs> gold jacket versus the green jacket. So, yeah. uh, but we're going to have the first ever gold jacket in carding. And I think it's going to be really nice. And we may, I know racers are kind of switching to the driving suits. You know, we're going to get more feedback on that, but I still, for at least this year, it's going to be five gold jackets given away and velocity with Preston and Randy Surratt. They're kind of our salesmen for this area. They're giving away gloves and shoes and they've already, they give away six pair at each race, which has been amazing. Uh, and then they're going to give away six more at this race. Max is doing 12 sets of tires and then the go jacket. So it's going to be, you know, just a big celebration of, you know, the champion who is the, the champion of car. And everybody's like, why did you got the championship? I was like, well, you have, you know, world guarding championship. You have Max's national championship, you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, Wimbledon in tennis just has, it's the champion. Yeah. You know, it's the, it's just, they don't have to say anything else. The championship. You it know? goes back to the name thing. Yes. Yes. And that's, that's just kind <clears> of <throat> where this is, where it's just the championship. If you win this one, yeah, you're the best, not just on the East coast or in the Midwest. You, it'll be racers from Texas to, you know, Virginia, you just, you know, at, the, yeah, at this point, the, 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 the stage of where the series is, it, it's almost the best in the country, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but something I kind of want to touch on with the gold jacket, it gives it just another precedence behind it. Like, you know, if you see that orange jacket, 
you know you know that's a maxis national yes like you yes. know you know that's what that is um you know back in the day when you saw the blue jackets you knew that was a tri-state dino camps win um and with this being a gold jacket it's it's it just sets you apart it's not like you won't mistake it yeah it won't be a black or a gray you know you mm -hmm. you will not mistake this yamaha gold yellow jacket i promise <laughs> yeah. you and and that that's that's just another thing that sets you apart you know you have to do something that's different if you do things the same it's just you know another jacket or another race or something like that you got to right. change it up and make yourself different that is exactly right well uh Let's take it back a little bit. Um, talk about the battle. It was kind of like a little standalone away from Maximilian that you were a part of. Uh, yeah, let's just talk about that. And will there be other races like that in the future? There will. We're going we're gonna to make up the battle on August 5th. August so 5th, okay. Down south is two hours from my house. <clears throat> it's the closest track to me. And so I, I love karting. I love it. I just, I want to be involved in it. And I went over and met Dustin when he first started. I, I, I don't know if y'all know Cody Lowry, but he's, mm -hmm. he's trying to get a track ready in Monroeville. I've been up there. I just, you know, and I told Dustin, I said, if you get, you know, it's, it's a, he's making it bigger. It was when we first, first time I went there, it was very small. Uh, it's kind of small you, now. Yeah. <laughs> I got yeah there. Well, it, it was pretty tiny. It was way smaller. He has where y'all parked at used to be a pond really he has filled all oh, that that's in. why it was going down like that yes, yeah okay yes and so he is working his tail off to try to uh him and his father-in-law to get that that thing going and i told him i said you know there's if you get some drive on scales and and some you know just a little bit of parking i want to put a race on here i'll, I'll lease the track from you and i just want to help they're, they're amazing people and so you know morgan he he has his race track and put some things on by himself. Kind of sounded my thing. I'm gonna put a few on and and he actually he was kind of, he was there to race at it and and Nicole was gonna score it. So uh but it was, you know, it was the weirdest day, you know. Uh, like I, yeah. The weather was hit it had been storming every day, but you know, when I wake up that morning, it's it says it's like a 30% chance of rain between one and three. And so I talked to Dustin. He's like, that's fine. We just want water. This thing, you know, it's so banked. It, like, it'll rain. It'll run off. We'll hit it. We'll run it back in, and it, it, it will rip. And well, so, I, I have I have um, some buddies that are family to Dustin. Uh, Jack Walker, I don't know if you know. I've heard that name, yeah. yes. Um, and he they said it poured Friday night, like poured friday night at like midnight and then they woke up y'all woke up the, the next morning and had to put water on the track yes it was dusty when i got yeah. there you know he comes like man it came in flood <laughs> and i was like well we're we gonna race he's like it's dusty he sent me a picture <laughs> and i'm like what he's like yes and i was like well, we're racing let's go and you know we get there and it's, it's sun it's smoking hot and you're like well we're supposed to be getting rain we're supposed to be getting a, you know, a storm a shower of like a tent and it just never rains. And then at like three o'clock, just the worst storm ever comes up, you know, yeah. it's a take cover, it's lightning, hail. And so then the, the wildest thing though, is that first storm came through and then it stopped. And if it would have never rained again, we would have raced. Oh, it was going to be beautiful. The track was going to be good. Yes. Yes. And, and by everybody's weather app, it was like the rain's over, you know, Dustin mm -hmm. comes over and like, Hey, the rain's over. And I was like, so that's it. He's like, yeah. And so he starts 
you know, pulling tires and getting the track ready. The sun comes out and we're like, <laughs> you know, I walk around, it's like go time. Everybody's like, we're going to race? Yes, yeah. we're going to race. And then. Then y'all got y'all one of them Central Florida rains. <laughs> then the worst thing happens, the old set in <laughs> for the long haul. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And yeah, there was no coming back from that second one. So, you know, I was, it was like, you want us to announce? I was like, nah, you know at that small track, I think it was like 50 spots filled there. And so I was like, no, nah, I'll just go tell everybody in the rain. That's what I deserve. <laughs> yeah. You know, they drove all this way. I'm going to walk and tell them, you know, that we we're done. So, and, and, and th this was a race, you know, obviously Todd and Patty and them, they, they put up a bunch of money and, you know, so more sponsors came on to, to add to this payout. But, uh, was this just another, you know, trying to get to the smaller group of racers? It, I, I try to explain everybody the the better local racing is the better small money races are the better the maximum is you know mm -hmm. if you're going to down south and winning the battle and you win in the points championship at back 40 and you win the lek promotions race well where's your next step yeah you race the maximum and so when I can support and, and Morgan is the same way him and Adam work so well together at Talladega trying just to support the better racing is the better the maximum is. And so anything that I can do to help any local track, you know, I'm, I'm going to Jackson uh, with Sarah and them on the 22nd just to see their place and the Reaper race. Okay. Yeah, well, don't say Reaper race, but yeah, oh, oh, it's, yeah, 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 it's yeah, yeah. open tire race, and they're open gonna have tire. a Reaper race. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, they are, uh, you know, and I hope it's a good crowd, you know, and and we'll talk about the Reaper a little more in a minute. But Todd and Patty will do, you know. I called them and said, "Hey, I'm gonna put a little race on here in Bridgeton, Mississippi, and <laughs> and it's gonna be, you know, it's." It's just in the middle of the woods, out of nowhere. And, and Todd's like, what do you need to do? They don't blink. They they want to help, and they give so much back to make all this possible. Mm -hmm. The better racing is in general, the better everybody in racing is. And that, that's just the true fact. Most definitely. I think I think you coming down, and, and I'm not saying anything about, you know, us around here, you know, missing any kind of structure, but I think it kind of shows the way of how – you know, shows can be ran, bigger shows, more money, and you can still get them done, you know? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Time, <laughs> time, 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 you know. Uh, we just – racers, track owners, let's put it that way, there's some tracks who don't follow a schedule. They'll just mm -hmm. take a four-hour break. We've all been there. And we're yeah. like, Why, what are we doing? You know, people always say it's for concessions or whatever. I, I agree. <laughs> I don't think that's the truth, but it's no. just like, you know, they just need a break and at times they just start talking and, you know, socialize. And next thing you know, two hours is gone by and we're like, let's start a feature, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> I, we just can't say it's a, we want more kids in the sport or it's a family sport. If we're there at one in the morning, you just can't say mm -hmm. that, you know, nobody wants their eight year old kid on the track at one in the morning, falling asleep in the grid and then going race. You know? Yes. Doesn't to wake them up out of the truck or out of the trailer and say, Hey, you got to go run this race. You're starting on the pole in front of 20 other kids. Hammer down. Uh, yes. Yes. I, you know, we tell you that we say a lot of stuff that we, our actions don't show what we're, we're doing. And I just mm -hmm. don't believe in that. 
and and one weekend I wanted to talk about, you know, it's kind of similar to the battle was uh, the weekend at Mojave. That was um, last year, November. That was kind of a uh, a weird weekend. Going Y'all didn't on think that. we were going to get that track ready, dude. Did not, especially with the wheel getting welded on. <laughs> yeah. So Twice. was that some hillbilly shit on. or what? Having <laughs> <Yeah>, to <laughs> weld well, the wheel back on. In the... Twice. We welded yeah. it on twice. Let's yeah. not forget that. Oh, man, that was something else. You know, well, when you drive, you know, you're 10 hours away from the house. This is what Morgan was. I was seven. And, you know, the weather looks great. Then all of a sudden they start calling for tornadoes and everything else. Tornadoes. Yeah, old naders. <laughs> you, you're like, well, we're here. And, you know, and Morgan, it Morgan got there on Tuesday, him and two other guys, and they started getting that track ready. And they rode with that truck probably, I don't know, 30 hours over three days, just rent, making laps on that track. I mean, mm-hmm. eight to 10 hours each day. They started, we built a tire tree and they started dragging tires and, and, it, they got it sealed off and got that thing. And y'all been there for Friday at lunch. It looked beautiful. Oh, it was so nice. It it was so nice. And it, usually it's really soft. Mm-hmm. You know, Morgan called me. He's like, this track's got more clay in it than you told me it did. And I was like, well, it, it's pretty sandy and soft, you know? And he's like, no, nah, it's going to bond together well. And <clears throat> I think we set every track record that weekend that it has. Yeah. You know, yeah it, it was ripping was super fast, but yet come that rain and, it's a super flat track and it's just holding water down there in three and four. We're out there with broom sweeping and I mean, shit, we were down here in Lafayette. We thought you were going to be, uh, y'all were going to be boat racing. I'm not going to lie. I did stay home for that one. Cause I was kind of nervous. I, <laughs> I we was... act- So Kenny, we actually talked about it before the podcast that week. We were all looking at the weather and I looked at Alex. I said, Alex, you got this race and you have Batesville. Okay, you drive all the way up there because a year ago this weekend, we went to Mojave, got all the way to the fuel stop, less than a quarter mile from the racetrack, and they rained it out. So we had to drive all the way home. And then, so... That was was interesting. (laughs) (laughs) um, So We stopped at a gas station, got us some uh, adult beverages. I'll put it to you like this, Kenny. We walked in the gas station and it was raining. I knew regardless if we were racing or not, it was going to be at least two and a half hours. Oh, yes. So I walked drinking. inside and got me a 12-pack and walked out. And I walked to the truck, opened the box and cracked one, and then got back in the truck. So, you know, we're sitting there getting ready to record the podcast. And I looked at Alex and said, Alex, do you really want to have July 2.0? Except now you've got tires ready for this race and you've also got tires ready for Batesville you know do you want to really take your chances here with the rain that us Louisiana people know is a you oh, know yeah. change totally, for the drop was, of a hat I was totally committed that it was gonna rain out and you know that's what we thought you know because that's what we we've always seen is you know if it's gonna rain up there it's gonna come down and and, it did it started at 11 p.m and when oh, yeah. i woke up at 7 a.m or when i got out of the hotel room at 7 a.m the next morning it was still raining yeah. yep so you know we all stayed home and we're asking a couple of our buddies that went for updates and they're like well it's 10 o'clock and it's still raining and i'm like damn there's no way that they're gonna they're not gonna call this thing by now 
And, and then sure enough, like by lunchtime, the sun was out and y'all were rolling the track in. Yep. And then had to take a two hour intermission and wheeled a tire back on twice. 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 And it still come off again. <laughs> and then we hook a tractor to it to pull it up the the ramp. And it's still so slick that the tractor slides down and the bucket goes through the radiator, the transmission cooler. Of the truck. Shit. That was transmission fluid everywhere. <laughs> so we we got that out of the way. We got the grid scraped and was like, all right, y'all, if we're going to make this happen, we're having to do an all-cart roll in. And yeah. everybody jumped on it. We rolled it in, and that track got really good. So Hey, it, I tell you what, those all those all-cart roll-ins, that, that's the shit. You yes, know? yes. Ronald Parker back in the day, it was uh, it was one of his races, and he said, you know, he came over the intercom because, you know, I forget what his name was, Chad, his, his grid guy typically held the mic and, Whenever there was a big announcement, Ronald came over the over the intercom and Ronald said, All right, if you don't, you know, in his thick Mississippi accent, he said, All right, you know, you guys know if you don't come out on this track, you're gonna lose your fast lap time and qualifying. And sure enough, there were, I think, 150 to 200 of us stacked four wide at Gulfport rolling that some bitch in. Those are the best pitchers of yeah. any races when they do that all cart roll in and everybody's out there at once. We, but hey, you know, other than you know all that other stuff that happened, we'd love to see y'all guys back in Mojave. And we are me, me and Morgan's in talks right now. We're gonna, we're in the talks and we're in the pre-planning stages. But we are about ninety percent sure we're gonna bring the Mississippi back, and we're gonna run a race, three race series in Mississippi and Louisiana. So that's what we're hoping for next year. Man, that'd be awesome. Ooh, that's that'd cool. be super cool. That like that'd be a separate away from the Maximilian. It would, yeah, it'd be its own deal. So. Man, that's cool. That's uh, it's ex- really exciting to hear. You know, we've been talking about it for a while um, on on the podcast about how you know a good series is what we need. Yes, and that would that be a points or. I don't, we would, I don't know, probably not, you know, but it depends on how close the tracks are. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that we don't want to step on the elite series or anybody like that. You know, we want all of them to do well. And, uh, I talked with, uh, the McClendons down at down South and, you know, want to support them and won't be on stepping on any of their dates. It just maybe something different. I think they have a point series going right now. So it, it'll probably be kind of in the format of the Maximilian mm-hmm. just, smaller scale yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. which would be awesome i think that's definitely something you know we can all agree that's something we've definitely been missing oh just get everybody fired up about it so yeah (laughs) yeah and we got to get the tracks too which we got mojave and jackson down south so that's kind of you know i hadn't talked to any of them yet so that when they listen to this gonna be like well what is he talking about Uh, (laughs) now so yeah just put us down yes 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 (laughs) Which is perfect because those all those racetracks are you know four hours or less from us, so that'd be awesome. Yeah. So Kenny, yes, sir. So sorry, you can go keep going. Oh no, I I was going to ask some off totally off topic, but so uh, Alex, your track was a Cadiana Speedway, right? Yes. Uh, So I'm a bigger guy, so I like to eat. So Mm -hmm. my favorite restaurant in the town I live is called Cafe Acadiana. Really? What? And so, so I I went this past week and I was reading their menu and their story. They started in, I'm gonna say this wrong. Y'all are gonna laugh at me, but Opelousas, 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 yeah, Opelousas. And his father, the chef, his father owned Opelousas Seafood. Oh, 
Really? There, there yes. Uh-huh. For, for a long cool. time. So kind of got a little, my favorite restaurant was your track name. So Yeah, yeah. Definitely if they're from Louisiana, they know what they're doing. Uh, all right. <laughs> so in a food like that. It's delicious. So, Kenny, you know, coming up on, you know, the next year, 2024 of the Maximilian, what's the, what's the next plans for the Maximilian? And I guess, can we see a race of champions possibly come up here in the next couple of years? We, we want to grow. I mean, we really do listen to the racers, you know? And, and so we, we want to, not that we take every idea, mm-hmm. but you know, it's just one great thing about the racers. They'll tell you what's good because they'll support it. They'll tell you what's bad because they won't. And so every year when we get done, we go back and look at everything we did. You know, did they like it? Do we want to do more? Do we need to change? What's some, you know, what's Jamie doing at the Midwest Race of Champions? What's, you know, what's baseball? What do they change to? And so, we will grow. It is going to change. You know, one big change I know that's going away is, you know, we first started with, we had champs running. We had run what you brought. We, we kind of went away from those small block open. will be going away. You know, it's just is it? the, the racers I've told, you know, I, I think we've averaged three this year at each race. Uh-huh. And so we, you know, just the way the schedule works out and everything, we will have to add another class. So we're just kind of looking and feeling out what's missing in racing what's some, you know, some class we could support a little better. And so, you know, used to be a junior unrestricted that ran. Uh, we're looking at that for kind of our, we lose so many racers between that 14 and 17 year old range, you know, uh-huh. for different reasons, whether it be girls or, you know, they got a vehicle and they don't want to care about working on the go-kart anymore or moving to something else. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and so we're just looking maybe supporting them more, giving them something a little better. So we we will be changing our schedule around as far as the classes we run. We just we always want to get better. You know, we're we're not perfect. We make mistakes and we just, you know, we will try things and you know, we've tried things and they didn't work and nobody even noticed. And we just moved it off and we tried things like the clock and their horn that just stay it. And then, and then that, you know, it'll stay. And so, mm-hmm. uh, we, we do want to get better. And I, you know, the, the race of champions, uh, that is, sounds really, really, really good, you know, and, and maybe, maybe, you know, down the road, there will be a, I, I'm not a big, you know, I do like the May, Max's Nationals does it with their, the invitation, you know, finishing certain, places and at certain races which know, i think is up. really cool that you can get an invitation from running the maximum maximilian i think that's yes awesome. yes yes and we are the only race where they go back to the top 10 like if you finish in the top 10 at a maximilian you you get an invitation everybody else is top three or, or winning points yeah. yes that's right and so and it just talks to the quality of racer that that we bring to the track and so uh it's a very very huge compliment to y'all the people who race it you know just that todd and patty are there and they've seen it, it was like this they the first year they did top five and like, that's not right you know if you finish in the top 10 at this race you deserve to be out there with us and so you know it, it's gonna grow it, it will evolve and and we'll probably do something dumb and people will be like that ah, that's dumb and they'll let you know they won't support mm-hmm. it and and we'll we'll change and do something else and so but i think that's the only way to keep evolving 
Like you have to keep trying to do new things and innovate and bring things to light to where if something does work, somebody else can look at it and be like, man, that's a, that's a good idea. We're going to implement that into our racing. So it, it just gets racing better all around, you know? And, and if you're not afraid to do new things and something I like to live by is like, if you're not failing, you're not trying. So, you know, maybe you do two things that don't work, but you did three things that work really well and 10 other racetracks have picked up on it or another series has picked up on it and they do it. And I feel like, it outweighs the the bad things that may have not worked out. When I, and, and one of those that I wish would catch out, and I think it is, and it deserves credit to, to y'all down here, and I hope I gave the name credit for that down here, is the Gulf Coast Predator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think that's been awesome that y'all have brought this along with y'all. I think it really helps our area. You know, that it's 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 the predominant motor down here. Uh, yes. I, think that, I think it really pulls and helps people go race that. And so many people run predator stuff or do car stuff. And it, you know, anytime you're racing without tech, you know, I do not like the, the, I don't even know what they call it. The buy, like if somebody wins, you can buy their motor or whatever. Oh yeah. You oh yeah. Claim the claim it. rule. Claim rule. Yes. And I hate that. I hate that. You know, but, uh, I think there should be a tech on everything. And, and 100% of that credit goes to Randy shot. Who's mm-hmm. down here in, uh, Bayou La Battery he wrote these rules and he did it by measuring like he's told me like 120 different motors you know can you imagine sitting there measuring the the push rod on 120 different you know chinese motors to make yeah. see where the average is you know it's just so impressive the people behind the scenes that have did this and i didn't even know randy had called it gulf coast rules that's just i was like we're gonna give the Gulf coast, uh, the credit for this engine mm-hmm. package. And, and when I was talking to Randy one day, he was like, I seen your Gulf coast, you know, that's what I called it. And I was like, man, you deserve all the credit. Sure enough. Yeah. yeah so I, I it's really, really cool. cool. And, 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 and people don't see that, you know, that, that Randy, you know, they just see him as an engine builder or whatever. And, and he gives so much, you know, of stuff like that. He would have to do, mm-hmm. but he's seen a need. They needed to be a tech for predator and, and he did it. Yeah, that was a struggle for a long time down here. And and with Randy going pioneer those rules, uh, you know, we've really been um, evolving to uh, to really try and uh, hammer down on the predators around here and and keep everything the same. Because if you, you, you know, clones are expensive and we talked about it before. If you can't get everybody on clones, the motor you're running has to have some kind of set of rules to where that there's a black and a white. You know exactly what's legal, what's not. 100%. 100%. And going from a, and people say, well, Predator's a starter class. Patrick hit it on the head. Try going from a box stock Predator to a clone. Yeah. yeah. That's not, that's not progressing. You know, mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing I wanted to say, and I'm thankful for is, uh, you know, giving love to the sumo class, <laughs> 500 yes. to win. And it's been a great class. There's been an, you know, 18, 20 go-karts a race. Yes. Which has yes. been really cool. Uh, a big guy here myself, Morgan Race Super Heavy. So we will always give love to the the larger bone <laughs> folks of the race. <laughs> That's definitely what it is. We're you know, we're just big boned. Just big bone. <laughs> so um, you know, with you being so tied with Maxis, uh just kind of want you know, wanted to bring up the the tire situation with WK. Uh, you know, they swapped over to Reapers which uh 
you know, puts you kind of standalone with a couple other people who are the in the biggest Maxis racist going on in the country. So has that changed anything for you? Oh, it, it's made, well, they forced the Maxis Carolina racers to come race is mm -hmm. what happened. And so, you know, WK, we've all been WK at some point, you know, mm -hmm. you know, I think y'all talked about it last with the IKF, I believe mm -hmm. in the WK yep. and that kind of thing. And yeah, you know, here's my problem with that. And it's not their decision for Reapers or Vegas or, you know, WK is a membership driven nonprofit organization. So when you have that, I, I believe the founders who created that really, and, and they say that in their motto that it's a membership. I mean, it's a member driven club. You know, that, that's what it is a club. It's where they fill their taxes as a club membership club. Mm -hmm. And so the members were supposed to be the ones making the decision. But, but you always got presidents in clubs. Though. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. You but, presidents. You know, we always say, you know, members, we want to do what our membership does. We want to do what our membership wants to do. And so, and then you, if you create that to these private clubs, like yours, private golf clubs, the person with the most money makes the rules. Mm -hmm. And that's where we've gotten to. So, uh, you know, when, when Reaper buys their way in, it doesn't matter what the members wanted. And They're, they bought their way. And that's just right. They're not yeah. very happy. <laughs> And here's the great thing about America and the, the free market that they have a right to go to that. You know, I, I really don't believe they do because they're a membership, but let's just say they do and they go to it. Then the members have a right not to support it. Yep. So, and like I've said, the whole time we've talked, racers will tell you if you're doing something right, because they will support it. It's just, it's the way racers are built. They don't even have to say anything. They just not don't show thing. up. That's exactly right. Don't show up. And so, you know, and I, oh, I, I thought the, uh, the Reapers, I, I, I I've told Todd and Patty, you know, I'm very straight shooter. I've told you, I think it's very good for racing. I think a low cost tire keeps Vega, Burris, Maxis all grounded. You know, mm -hmm. anytime comp competition makes everything better. Oh, of course. And so when you have competition in the market, it, it makes the other ones better. It makes Maxis try harder. It makes them develop more stuff. It makes Burris do better. It makes Vega do better. And so them being in the market is not a problem to me. I, I, and it's, I don't think it's a problem with any racer. I think the way they're going about it uh, is in bad faith. And uh, I, I think the racers – You've you've met racers all y'all y'all been around racers. Racers are the hardest working, you know. Most let's say, eth I'm gonna use ethical loosely here because we all know we will cheat to try to win, but that's different. But we are racers. Just man, they just believe in the grind and they believe that hard work pays off. And and so when I think you're buying your way into places, uh. I think you don't get the respect you need. We've all seen the people at a racetrack and Alex, your family seen when that person is doesn't fit in with everybody else, when mm -hmm. they're kind of the trouble, they stick out like a sore thumb. They just, 
and it's in and, and and they don't get the respect and they don't appreciate it like the guys who are in the you know like your 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 you know when we had Patrick on he talks about how he tries to spend six hours a day in the shop, uh you know six days a week um you know somebody who just shows up and races doesn't appreciate what they're doing as much as somebody who's putting thirty hours a week into <laughs> their their program exactly and. I say Reaper has the, the Walmart method is what they're doing. You know, they're following the Walmart booth, shut everybody else down is what they're trying to do, you know. Monopolize. Yeah, he's, and they tell you, all you have to do is watch. You know, if you if you let people talk long enough, they'll tell you what you wanted to hear anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, he, you know, he's got his boys that, that go on there and they'll tell you the Reaper name was, you know, because his – killing every other cart tire out there. We're going to put them all out of business. You know, of course they go delete it the next day when they sober up, but <laughs> people yeah, tell the good. truth at that time, you know? And so I, I just, I, I think everybody's had enough of it. You know, we get enough drama at the track with somebody getting side doored and a little scuffle at the scales. We don't need just, you know, Facebook drama all the time and all that. And, and if we're all honest, Really, really, we like to see other people in drama, but we never we want to be involved in the drama. It's always nice. It's always fun to look at at an arm's length. Yes, that is exactly right. So, you know, I, I just think I think the the Maxis tire is the best tire. Uh, I believe that because it owns the track record at Mojave, which is a very low bite track. It owns mm-hmm. the track record at Triple T in Virginia, which is you know a super high bite track, and so. Yeah. How can the same compound work at both of those places? You know, it's just, yeah. it's the best. It can be manipulated better than any other tire on the market. Yeah. And, and we're going to run a Reaper race. And I, I really don't know this weekend. I really don't know what we're going to do. I I really don't. Are There's, they doing it at Mojave this week? Yeah. Okay. Um, But I think, I think how, you know, we've all been racing. Everybody right here has been in racing for a long time. And, uh, you know, we've seen the Kings, we've seen the Unilis, we've seen the Hoosiers come, we've seen the Firestones try and take a shot. And guess who stayed on top? The the three the three tire brands, you know, Maxis, Vega, and Burris. And I think something that works really well for those three tires is Burris knows its region. You know, that's the Kentucky, the Ohio, a little bit of Tennessee. Um, and, even Vega knows Al- one. and even down into Alabama at Beaver Creek, you know, when they yeah. would, when they mm-hmm. used to run there. And, and the dump and everything like that. And then you have Vegas, you know, they kind of stick to their Florida region and, and they come out All a little bit. Sand. But yeah. They, yeah. they, they stick in the, 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 the Florida region that Maxis is in the middle. You know, I feel like you can't just, uh, it's kind of like going into a, to a bar that's not your hometown and you're just trying to, to, to wreck the place. It's like bringing a <laughs> knife to a gunfight. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I'm trying to stay as politically correct as I can, but, it's it's not good for the sport. Uh, just the I think the tire is good. You know, when it first came about, they pitched it as a local option tire. So they and would run like they're doing. In, yeah, like they're doing at Mississippi. It, they would run a Maxis race at at Paradise and at Triple T, a Maxis Money race, and they'd have a local option like four classes of Reapers. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that was amazing. You know, it gave some people that maybe couldn't afford eight sets of maxes to you know to race a reaper tire that's right two or three you know two or three sets of reapers which cost you the same as you know you know 
set two yeah. three-legged sets of maxes. yeah yeah you could yeah. get full sets for then you can get more full sets than three-legged sets for maxes yes and so amazing you know and then you know next thing we're doing we're we're buying our way into wk and we're gonna have to run them at daytona I, you know i don't know i i just i i think if we were just being honest the betterment of the sport we could we could figure out a way to do this and make everybody's track better yeah i i totally think look like we like you said competition makes everything better i i bring another tire on i totally agree you know the you know the more variables you can put into it and it, it just it makes trying people to be better um but it's just the way you do it you know 100 yeah, percent yeah and, and kind of goes back to you saying you don't want to step on people's toes working together because when you start frustrating people you create enemies and then you you, you don't last but if yeah, that's and, a good way to put it well you've just never you know you've never seen kurt burris go to his facebook and declare he's shutting every tire down yeah it's just it's just business you know it's just good business and and man if we just all would decide to get on the same page and and tried to actually every if every action we did was for the betterment of the sport and not the betterment of ourselves, man, this thing would it take off. And, and that's that's kind of like what we talked about last week is, you know, you keep doing things to better yourself and better yourself and better yourself. And by the time you realize it's a problem, it's already way too late. That is correct. You know yeah. what, Kenny? Yes, sir. My, uh, you know, I still use this every day. You know, God rest my grandfather's soul, but he. He told me this at a young age. If you keep your mouth shut, people only think you're stupid. When you open your mouth, it removes all doubt. One hundred percent. Was your grandfather Mark Twain? No, he was not. Oh, oh okay. Right. <laughs> so uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll go into this little rapid fire segment we do. Um, it's a new little thing we do. So uh, we'll get into it, but before you know, this this segment is brought to you by Triumph Creative Solutions. They do website management and creation, podcasts and video editing, uh, as well as social media marketing uh, management uh, and many more. So go ahead and check them on their socials at Triumph Creative Solutions and their website at triumphcreativesolutions.com. So any, we got five questions for you. It's it's a either or. Just go ahead and whatever whatever goes to your mind. So Italian or Mexican. Oh, Mexican. Football or baseball? Football. Dirt or asphalt? Dirt. Big motors or clones? Clones. Night or day racing? <sighs> night. Yeah. Yeah. Even though hey, we, race, right? we start racing at nine in the morning, uh, there's nothing better than than nighttime racing. You know, not not after midnight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. We're not trying to do Talladega two years ago. <laughs> yeah, there's just oh, something about – Oh, that was that's that's where we started cutting classes right there. Yeah, so, yeah. so Kenny, you want to know a funny story about that race? Yes, sir. <laughs> this, so you talked about waking kids up in the trailer. Listen to this, Kenny. Kenny. <laughs> yes, sir. Alex is getting ready to go out. I forget for what class. Okay, I'm outside. I'm starting to pick stuff up because Alex has got one class left. That's it. They got the stream going on in in the trailer, and I'm watching the grid i'm watching the track i'm cleaning up and i'm thinking alex is in there prepping tires staying on top of shit i open the door and he's sleeping on the floor <laughs> i had to walk up over to him 
shake his ass awake and said, yo, we got three classes until we got to be at the grid. I was like, oh, let's go. He and, said, I still have two classes to sleep. Oh, well, <laughs> when they call that last call, we'll bolt the tires on. That's exactly right. Have you heard the air horn yet? <laughs> have you heard the air horn yet? It, the, what, well, what people don't realize after that race, so I think we finished at what, 2.30? Something About like that. About 2.30, yeah. Yeah. Right, I so, think we were back at the hotel for three, and Alex came banging on the door of the hotel room at eight. Oh, well. Saying we rolling home. Well, everybody leaves. You know, I've, I've got payout done. Morgan's packing up. We're, well, I'm doing payout. Let's say that. And it's probably 3.15. I'm still doing payout. The bottom falls out. And it rains like an inch in 30 minutes at Talladega. Oh, I got a story for that. And so, so it is just, <laughs> I don't know if y'all been at Talladega when it rains. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, the next the, morning we were. <laughs> the pits become a disaster. And it's so, like a swamp. Oh, it's so terrible. Well, we ruined Morgan's golf carts. Like they're covered, his trailer. We're trying to load up. We get tents. We're throwing them in the garbage because they're ruined. I walk to my car. It's like four. I'm trying to get in my car. I just take my shoes off and they stick in the mud. I can't even get them into the car. So I just leave them and drive back to the hotel in my socks. Like, and my shoes were there. I guess somebody else picked them up. So, funny story with that. I forgot about that. Um, you know, we had stayed at the hotel right down the road, uh, from the racetrack. And we were like, man, a lot of people are gonna have their trailers. Like we didn't check the radar or anything. We're like, we'll just go pick the trailer up in the morning. Well, we get there and we stay on that little gravel road until we can't no more. And, uh, we, we crawled over to the trailer in four willow and then we slowly backed it up. And then we like, just, I don't know how we got out. It was uh, it was interesting on how we got out the truck. I, I got got out the track, but I mean, shoes off. We're, we're like, it's the morning. Like we're all cl- like we're clean and just had breakfast. We're like ready to roll out. Like okay, we get the trailer and roll out. No, we're covered in mud. We go back to the hotel. We got a shower and everything. Yeah, I was just like, you're not clean anymore. You got <laughs> no, out no, of Talladega. No, no, I'll never forget. It was you know, it was so dusty that day and everything. I think I spent three days after that damn race scrubbing orange clay. Off of my legs, just the dust. We, you know, you get those white hotel towels. Oh yes. <laughs> I think I we I think we had like four or five in the hotel room, and it was me and my girlfriend, and Alex's little brother and his girlfriend, and we were all in the same room. And I think between myself and Austin, after we each took our showers and everything, um, we completely ruined every single towel that 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 the <laughs> hotel had put in our room you know i've always wondered about that because when when a race happens you know we stay overnight every all the racers are there and you do you reckon the hotel staff the next day when they go get all of these red towels if they're just pissed you know oh, they know, gotta be cussing know. us a storm <laughs> oh yes yes and and then the worst part is when you take the shower you feel like you have cleaned you have scrubbed you've got every part of you with no red dirt on it. And yeah. then you get out of the shower and you jerk drying off and you look at the town. You're like, I still didn't bathe. I didn't even oh, bathe. No, Kenny, <laughs> Kenny, it was so bad. We had, uh, I'm standing in the shower. And first of all, the shower wouldn't drain. So like, you know, it was like a pool at the bottom of the shower. So when the water finally drained out of it, you had about a three inch wall of orange across the entire wall of the tub. <laughs> and... You get out, you know, just like you were saying, you get out, you're drying yourself off. And I looked down, completely dry towel. I grabbed another towel, 
because I was like, all right, you know what? I gotta if I gotta scrub, I'm gonna scrub with something dry. I'm not gonna I'm make... ruined that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wipe this orange clay off of me because you know it's just like cat shit. The more you wipe it, the more it spreads. And I start scrubbing, and then there's just more orange that came off my legs. And I think it took three, four days for that shit to finally come off. It's like you tattooed with it, like a temporary. Oh, yeah, like a henna I, I of, thought I was gonna, a henna of, of red dirt. Oh, I thought I was gonna have to. I thought I was gonna be scrubbing to my tibia. <laughs> I don't know what's in that dirt, but it stains everything. You're like you can be wearing socks and shoes, and when you get back, your feet are red. You're like, I don't even know how. I washed the go kart on Monday, and I had to take like. Acrosol to my my yellow body to get the red dirt off of it. <laughs> That's good there. Yeah. <clears throat> goat pee. I bet goat pee takes it off. <laughs> goat pee will take anything off. Yes. Yeah. Get you some xylene. Oh man. That's uh that's a Frank stuff right there from last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The chemist right there. So Kenny, back on track here for a little bit. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> What's something you, you know? We we've had we've talked with you about the series, about carding, about the beginnings, about where we're at now. But what's something that you like about the sport where it's at right now? The people, the people, the people we have involved in it, and the people that race the Maximilian, and the people that race that local race, and you know, just that. You know, you hear so many races, just the relationships you make. You talk to, I think, everybody I've had on. 100% of our guests have said the people. The the people and the relationships. I mean, it's it's the only reason we go race. I mean, there's not one person that that says they're racing to go win money. You know, it's just, it's a failed business model. You're you're insane. (laughs) Yes. And so you're going to race to be around the people in your pits and, and the people you meet and even the people that you fight with. And, you know, you, you know, they end up becoming, you know, some of your better friends. And so, I mean, look at Chris, <laughs> <laughs> have y'all fought before? No, no. I'm saying with you at the race. Oh track. yeah. Yeah. Blaze that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> no, 100%. And, and him telling the story is way better than me, but, I'll have to ask him when I see him. So it's uh it is so good. You know, just just everyone you meet and and the support. This, you know, me and Morgan say it the best way we can say it is we are the two countryest redneck people you'll ever meet. You just he hears talk. We are. And two old country boys from Alabama started a race called the Maxime and has brought all these people together. And I mean, averaging over four hundred entries a race. Yes, yes, and it's just it, it's mind blowing, and it's yeah, and it's we had a goal in five years we wanted to be as big as the Midwest Race of Champions, and Jamie Wheeler called me after the Talladega race at year two where we had five hundred forty eight entries, and where he sent, he didn't call he sent me a message on Facebook said you beat me, and so. It was kind of like, wow, you know, how, how fast, what do we do now? And so we, we're not stopping. Uh, we don't, you know, I don't necessarily say that we want 550 because people say they want a 500 inch race until they have to run a 500 inch race. It and takes so, a while and there's a lot of people that you got to beat. <laughs> yes. And it's, it's, it's a lot, you know, and, and it's, it's just, 
I don't know. There's there's a lot of things I don't like that we do. You know, when we first started, we were going to be no nobody would come to our show and and not get to race. And then after that Talladega deal, being two thirty in the morning, you know, we ran B mains for everything. Mm-hmm. Well, five hundred forty eight entries, we ran like I don't know, man. We ran like fourteen concies before we started the features. And we were like, it's got to be a better way, you know. And so Morgan. You know, he's the sensible one. He's the the one that, you know, he can make the tough decision, even though it's going to hurt feelings. <laughs> and so he's like, well, we're not running B-Mains. And I was like, Morgan, you know, our rule was we're going – and so we, we compromised it out. And Pro races. You run, if you run a millionaire class, you're guaranteed to get the race. Yeah. You know, you may not make the big race, but if you run one of the millionaire class for a trophy, you're guaranteed you're going to race that night. And so – you know, things like that, it still hurts, you know. It's, there's people that, you know, run light, medium, and, and they don't get to race them. And so I just tell them, make sure you, you register for that millionaire class, and you're guaranteed you're going to race. So, Yeah, that's really cool. Because it, it it sucks, boys, going to Batesville, I think, three years in a row. And, and you're loading up after qualifying on that last day like that. Well, I, did that one, I did that one year. We never made that mistake again. That was a uh... – that was a tough weekend. Well, Patrick was making the races. I wasn't. So well, no, I mean like nobody in our pit made them. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, we all went home. Yeah, we, we all we got to watch a lot of racing. I'll say. And that. this when I was going, it was at Tunica, so it was like yeah. okay, I get to go to the casino now. So it wasn't yeah. too bad. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, we we raced Tunica once. We made made the the Friday show and missed the Saturday show. That's the only 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 I got to watch one year and race one year, and then it went to Batesville. Yeah, but Tunica was a whole different monster. <laughs> it was brutal. There it was, was no, it was not a good place for race. There was no pro elite and regular races where you could run 10 classes. And if you made two of them, it was a good day. Yeah. I mean, it was 120, 140 in a class. I mean, it was just, it was in a tiny little arena. Yes. Yes. Racing against Brian Vickers, you know, Kevin Swindell, all them boys. And you had Lanier telling you if you, uh, you fought, you're gonna be spending that in the Tunica County Jail. And it's he to this day he tells you that. <laughs> yes. He yes. said he'll go get you out on Sunday, but you spend the weekend in jail. Yes. And I think that's why they do so good because you know, Lanier's the I mean, he don't care if he hurts your feelings. Mm-mm. You know, and then, and then Mr. Reed, he's you know, he he's very business minded. He's he can talk, he listens, he reasons, you know, Lanier, he's not gonna reason or listen to you. He's just gonna to load up and go. So and I, I think, think that- they they make a good team. And it's been really cool because, you know, like the biggest race to win over there is like $3,200. Yes. And, and and there's, I think, only 10 classes of that. And you go, you can go to Paradise and you can race for 10000 to win. But you yes. know what? They still pull 1,300 entries and just to get this trophy. It don't matter about the money. And it doesn't matter your name. Lanier yeah. is going to treat you the same. Yeah. You know, if you, if you do wrong, you're leaving. And, mm-hmm. and that's uh, we stole that from them. And so. Most definitely chance well uh talk about the things you like in the sport what's something you'd like to change about our sport one thing i'd like to change is being called a promoter i, I don't know why you know and yeah. i do know why because i'll change in the facebook post tell me what you want <laughs> the, the promoter the promoters who have known and done through the time you know they've i'd like to change the greed of the sport i just i think there's a lot of greed out there that's that doesn't put the sport first and they maybe put themselves first or their track first or their tire first. I, I think we got to put – I'd like to change everybody's philosophy and put the sport first. Mm-hmm. 
almost like an organizer kind of yes you're just a, <laughs> a race organizer yes yes i put it together so y'all got somewhere to go yeah which is, which is really cool because i mean you're it's not like you have i mean you have your brother that comes race the races but you don't have anyone racing him you know no uh, other, other than patrick and that's right so it, and if it, you ask him i've cheated him every race he we've said had, that so he, I know he, he said did. beaver creek he said he said that there was a there was a call that you know and 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 it was he's right so so i'll explain that so get my side of the story so i mean if everybody thinks that we're watching everybody and so one of our big rules is if you cause a call if you're you don't have to cause it if you're in a caution involved rule and you're going to the rear mm -hmm. so it doesn't matter if it's first and everybody's watching first and second, but if 12th and 13th get together, how do we know if 13th didn't wreck 12th? We don't, you know, there's not many people watching it except unless your family. Mm -hmm. And so they go to the rear. Nobody's has a fit about that, but if second takes out first, everybody's like, well, second should go. No, they get, they're going to be treated the same as if they were in 12th and 13th. Everybody is the same. And so, and we only have, you know, eight eyes watching it, you know, the corner workers, the tower, me and Morgan. Mm -hmm. And so when we go to line it up, all we have to go by is that computer. Well, on that race, for some reason, it had Justin Dobson down twice and Mikey Kaiser down twice and somebody else. So when he called the line out, our score that night, Kevin, when he called the lineup back to line them up, he just called them out and it went, uh, I think Daniel Armstrong, Kobe Horner, Justin Dobson, somebody, and then Mikey Kaiser. Mm -hmm. And if you go back and watch the video of it, Kobe should have been in fifth. I think Mikey was, should have been in second, Dobson in third. And and the computer got it wrong. Yeah. You know, and, and technology ain't perfect. Yeah. And it, it's all about when you just because the yellow waves doesn't mean the score had hit it at the right time. And it's just one of the things that happens, you know, nobody did it intentionally, you know, and, and Kobe ended up, Kobe winning, ended up winning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kobe ended up winning it. So, you know, he don't care. It worked yeah. out good for him. So, and we all know that's kind of the way every sport is, you know, there's officials who make bad calls in baseball that change the outcome of the game. I don't think, I don't think many people or any people do it intentionally. You know, Most just, definitely. I mean, you, I mean, I mean, I mean, look at the World Series. You know, we've been watching it all week. You know, I'm a big, big Tiger fan. You know, uh, Ethan, Tigers are up ten to two. Um, in case you didn't know, uh, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> it's uh, you know that twenty four to four win. You know, we were just letting y'all have fun. Yeah. Um, right. uh, you know, the strike zone's been so different, and it's just on how things are seen and how things are done. Nobody's perfect. That's right. So, uh, although I do believe Helen Keller could do a better job than this umpit is doing tonight on I both sides of the excellent. fucking ball, I think Honestly, no, on excellent. both sides of the ball. Hey. Yes, yes. Well, there's the that one guy in major league that everybody puts clips on TikTok from. Yeah. I can't, he's a terrible umpire. I mean, he just he's just bad for everybody. So, at least yeah. he's you know, hey, you're gonna, consistency, you're gonna, yeah, it's consistency. still consistency. Yeah. If you're That's consistently right. bad, you're still consistent 100%. <laughs> so, um we will we will wrap it up on this man um you know i know you have a big crew uh, i know you have some sponsors uh, who would you like to thank uh 100% our crew you know uh our flagman Trey Hunt uh Caitlin and Jimmy who worked the grid Andrew Nick 
Alex, uh, I'm telling you that the crew of them uh, is amazing. You know, Preston Hendricks, our tech guy, Ronnie Jones, our tech guy. Uh, and then I, you know, I can't leave out, you know, Mike Cofield and, and Ronald Anderson who, mm -hmm. who started us off at tech and, and Mike's been so good to us. And hopefully me, you know, we can, we can get everything back together and get Mike back. Cause Mike is, you know, elite tech guy. And so, uh, hope to get Mike back here soon and, and, and get that working again. But Mike's an excellent guy. And Todd and Patty, you know, you just think about, have y'all here talk to me for two hours? Think about me calling you, asking you, Hey, will you support us down here in Alabama? You know? And so them to take a chance on us. Uh, and then the biggest people are, Y'all have to remember that first year, you know, nobody's done this. I put out on Facebook, like $3,000, you can have six spots and some passes. And if you'll be a sponsor and, and you think about asking somebody for $3,000 or, and then the, the series sponsor was a thousand. And there were some people that said, we believe in you. And that was one, my brother at roll speed. Uh, there was a group, they all kind of separated now it's, but it was Brian Overton and Randy Ice and Brent Shelton. Mm -hmm. I called them IOS. And, yeah. And, you know, they they jumped in together. Extreme speed, you know, they're from Louisiana. Had never met us. It just calls like, we'll support you. Triple A, Race Tech, Kenny Hendricks, uh, the Nibbles, Smoky Mountain Construction, Sean Scarborough, uh, Dobson Express, the Dyson Group. I know some more, but, I mean, you just – I can't thank them enough just to – if they don't, if they don't jump on board, this thing is dead. You know, we're, we're, mm -hmm. we're lost. And, you know, at that time they didn't even know what, you know, so there, some of them called me like, so what's race two and three going to be like, what's the payouts going to be? And I'm like, I guarantee it'd be no less than what it is right now. And they're like, okay, we'll do it then. You know, you just, mm -hmm. but, and then they brought, you know, they pay that at the first race. And so they paying that money for, two races that there's not even a flyer out for there's and hopefully you just for. don't go run off with it i mean <laughs> first exactly. time you're meeting some of these people yes and so uh man without them and, and i know people get so frustrated seeing their them on the front road every time i understand that i mean i understand that every time the parking lot goes out roll speed and randy ice motors and extreme speed and triple a and smoky mountain they're right in front of the grid and everybody's like man uh, I'm telling y'all, if it wasn't for them, there would be no Maximilian. And yeah. and and it's it's and, and they pay the money to be there. I mean, and they, they do, and they do. And I, you know, I know it's about money at the beginning, but and I, I never wanted it to be sponsorship for parking. And I tried to, you know, promote their businesses, and I did these mosaics the first year. And you know, I I don't want to say on 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 the air when I do it, but let's just say I got a job that I can do it during the day sometimes. <laughs> So you know, when the kids are watching, they're doing assignment, I may, you know, get on Facebook and work on. May dabble. Uh, dabble yes, in the racing dabble. world. Yes. Uh, so, but they, uh, you know, they bought in and, and they believed in two old boys that had a plan and, and, and we sold it to them and they believed the vision. And uh, it's, it's just, man, it's amazing, you know, and, and then, Morgan and Nicole and my wife just, you know, we, you'd never think we'd make a great team, but we, we get it done and it, it works out. 
everybody offsets everything, you know. Somebody's yep. somebody's got a role, and they and then everybody fits into place. Well, are are all y'all married? Somebody got married the other day, right? Uh, I got married in January. Okay, uh, so you're gonna figure out you married your opposite. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when just... I tell you she's a firecracker, yeah, she'll she'll let me know when I do something she doesn't like. So it's just the way good marriages work. You marry yeah. your opposite. People are stronger in our other areas than you, and and that's what makes the team work. Most definitely, and it helps when she's uh she's she's sometimes wanting to go to the racetrack more than me. <laughs> well, there you go. That's yeah. a win. That is a win. Yeah. She probably wouldn't have stayed home, even though it was going to rain at Mojave. <laughs> she, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're kind of going on two hours, Kenny. I, uh, I, I know all of us. We really appreciate you coming, cut some time out. Uh, you know, you got a really big race coming. I know you're doing some planning and uh, got things going on for next year. Uh, but we really appreciate you coming, cut some time out, and come and talk with us, man. We really Thank enjoyed you. it. Thank you for Absolutely, having me. Y'all, y'all, y'all are awesome, man. Keep it going. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. All right, see. You. All right, bye. episode guys um he you know we're all about bringing different perspectives to uh the podcast and i think that um i think it's awesome that we were able to get kenny on to come talk and shine some light on you know he's he's the organizer for one of the biggest cart series in the country so i really enjoyed that one yeah 100 percent. definitely you no know, i can't oh sorry go ahead James. Oh, you, i was just gonna say you said a lot of good stuff about uh you don't hear much about how promoters go about promoting a race and stuff so that was pretty cool behind the scenes information you know yeah 100 percent. you know and that's you know that's what i guess i was so excited about with bringing kenny on was knowing what and you know i don't want to call it an up-and-coming series you know this the series true. is a, it, yeah you know this you know i guess I guess you can compare it to the motocross world, you know, where you had, you know, where you have your factory teams and you have your privateers, you know, the Maximilian, you know, in the grand scheme of things is, you know, we're, they're a top tier privateer right now, but we're busting on the seams of being a factory, you know, a huge deal, mm -hmm. you know, and I think it, this year is a, you know, makes it a huge deal, you know, with, with the, the driving level of all the drivers that are coming to race every single one of their events. And just being able to pick Kenny's brain about where it started and where it's at now and in the future and, you know, how he's gained knowledge and experience from other series or other big national events such as the Maxis Nationals and stuff was was really good for us to hear. And I'm sure it'll be great for you guys to hear as well. Most definitely. I, uh, I really enjoyed that episode and, and it just goes to show how not easy it is to uh, put these races on. And, um, you know, I, uh, 
I'm looking forward to what he has set on in the future. And uh, we hope you guys go and support him because he, without the racers, you know, he can't do this. So uh, we are, like we said at the beginning of the episode, taking a break next week, but we have a great, great, great guest coming on. Uh, we're going back to the Midwest um, for next week. He did move to North Carolina, yeah, but he is originally from the Northwest, uh, the mid mid Midwest. And, uh, we are, uh, we are excited to bring him. He has a, he has a definitely a different insight on, um, on certain things in the sport. So, um, but until then guys, uh, thanks for all the support. Thanks for listening. We appreciate every one of you guys, uh, couldn't do it without y'all. And- one thing, one thing, um, you know, we do have our, We've transitioned to a more carding centralized, carding centered roundtable discussion at the beginning of every episode before our interviews. And we now want to bring that topic to you guys and get your comments, your perspective, you know, whether you're a 20 plus year veteran in the sport or, uh, you know, you started yesterday, if you started yesterday or you started five years ago, you know, We've been in the sport for a while. You know, we know what it was like back in the early, mid, late 2000s to the 2010s, of course, now. But, you know, you know, we want to take our experiences and compare it with someone that's new or, you know, someone that even started before us. Mm -hmm. So we will be working to bring that roundtable topic to you guys to where we can get feedback from you guys and, you know, involve some of you guys' topic or comments in our post, you know, or in our roundtable discussion. And we may say your name, you know, hey, you know, for example, hey, XYZ. Dalton Davis said this on our post, you know, Dalton's been racing for XYZ, you know, X X years in Y series in Z region, you know. Mm -hmm. So what's it like from his perspective? And then what's it like from our perspective? So be on the lookout for those. Those will probably be, um, you know, real, real small post, but you know, we, we hope to get the word out and to where we can continue to, to get you guys engaged in the conversation and, you know, we'll be bringing you a guest, not, not next week, but the week after. And we hope you guys have a, um, safe and happy 4th of July weekend. And we will see you then. Most definitely. And don't forget to follow us on the platform that you do listen to and leave us a review, please. That helps us out tremendously. So, guys, uh, we will catch y'all in two weeks, and we hope y'all have a great evening, night, whatever time you're listening to this, and we'll catch y'all later. Take it easy. Later, guys. Later. Later.